Hey guys, Tony Reed here. Now we all know spring is right around the corner and you're going to need plenty of podcasts on your playlist for those long hours in the field. The one podcast that I'm going to recommend is Farm for Profit. Tanner, Dave, and Corey do a phenomenal job of having a wide range of guests on their show. It might be anyone from a university professor to an estate planner to a marketing analyst. They even have machine repeat on there from time to time. Then once a week, they do a Farm for Fun episode where they sit around and crack a few cold ones and kind of get off the beaten path a little bit. And those guests may come from Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, or even TikTok. It's a great podcast. You got to go check it out. They're on all the major players, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, all of them. You can even go to Google and type in farm, the number four, profit.com and read all about them. They call themselves the mullet of podcast. Go check it out. You won't regret it. That's farm, the number four, profit. Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Reed, alongside Nick McCormick. And this week, we got a special guest, Mr. Nathan Cushman. He's a native to this area. Uh, you can follow him on TikTok at Bullets and Mullets. Is that right? I think so, yep. Okay. And you're, what, 22, 23,000 followers? Yeah, I haven't posted much on there lately, but yep. mid-20s. Yep. So he's a local guy here. I've known him probably... 10 years ish? Probably, yeah. He was a lot younger. Actually, his aunt was yeah. in Nick and I's class in yes. school. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we've you know known each other 10 years. We didn't run around when we were younger just because of the age gap or whatever. But, uh, yep, he's a local here. So, yeah, you can follow him. He's into a little bit of everything, uh, shooting guns, coyote hunting, all sorts of good stuff. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm a diesel mechanic. Started out at a construction company. I went to a tech college, actually, in Wyoming for a year. Uh, graduated high school in 08. So that fall, I went out to Wyotech. Spent nine months. but Well, it's a nine-month deal. But by the time I got done, it was a year. Came back, started wrenching at a local concrete company working on heavy equipment, concrete plants, mixer trucks, semis, everything. And then left and went to just a regular truck shop. And then for some reason decided I wanted to be a big truck driver and I was an owner operator for five or six years and now I've been in back to wrenching in Effingham at Freightliner for right at four years now. So we do have to ask, when you drove a truck, did you drive with sweatpants <laughs> yes. and sandals on? You yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tony, he's pretty much retired now because class pays. And oh, he was a Peterbilt guy. <laughs> so he's pretty much retired at Got, this point. Yeah, you're now, right. I started out with a 1984 Freightliner cab over with no mm -hmm. AC that I drug out of the weeds and tinkered on and put it on the road. And I don't know how I ever made a go of it. It was a giant piece of shit. It probably should have never been on the road, but... <laughs> I took flatbed loads down to Texas with no AC, week in and week out with it, and it never left me stranded. Uh, I carried a lot of spare tools and a lot of spare parts with me. But That's one thing you don't see on the road at all as a cab over. I mean, not, not even a vintage. I mean, Once in a while. 
When we were kids, I mean, there was tons they of They were everywhere, things. yeah. Not Man, too many yeah. anymore. Well, everybody was like, you know, that's cool. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, it is cool. About the first day. And then after <laughs> that, because it was spring ride with an air ride cab. Oh, so shit. it just beat the absolute fuck out of you. You know, it was terrible. Uh-huh. That'll do it. Good vision, though. Your first one of the wreck. You could see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Another valid point. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now you're also into long range shooting yeah prs I... precision rifle series um i got into it june of last year and have kind of has taken over my life and, I, don't know, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad and you thing, go kind of all over the midwest yeah um so you got a regional and then a national level and i'm actually number one in the regional right now which is i'm in the great lakes region so it's wisconsin illinois indiana michigan I don't think Kentucky's in it, but anyway. So Indiana, Illinois, and Canada, basically. Yes, yes. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah, a bunch of damn Canucks up there. Yeah. Right. So what kind of distances are you shooting? with? Um, the, or I guess what kind of rifle, what caliber, all that? And what so distance? mine's an all-custom, uh, and you can get in any level. They actually have a production class, and they have a TAC class where you have to shoot either a two twenty three or a three oh eight. Um but mine's a 6BRA, which is a 6BR, which is a little bitty short guy, uh, 6 millimeter, and it's a BRA, which is when they chamber the rifle, they chamber it with a 40-degree shoulder, and a, BRA, a BR has a 30 or 35-degree shoulder. So you fire for it actually blows that shoulder out, and it makes it a BRA then, um, but they got a whole bunch of different calibers off the BR. BR case um but it's just a little six millimeter doesn't shoot fast i shoot 109 grain bullet right around 2800 feet per second and how what so on them competition deals are you shooting at the same distance every time or no um so some stages will be you have to shoot this target from you could be laying on your belly shooting it anywhere from 300 to 1200 yards typically or it may have, you have to shoot from 10 different positions, and it may have, you know, you have to shoot four different targets at four different ranges. It's all time stages. Most of them, they're like a minute 30. Um, some are a little faster. Like down at Redbrush tomorrow, where I'm going to shoot, it's only a 600-yard range, but one stage, you have to run up a flight of stairs, lay down, and engage a target and hit it 10 times in 60 seconds. So you're hauling ass with a bolt gun. Damn. Yeah. Um, now, do you have a spotter, or is it all on your own? So, you're usually, you have a squad of guys, five, six, seven, eight guys, and like a smaller match, guys spotting, guys running the iPod for scores, and the guys shooting, and you just take turns doing that, you know. And the bigger matches, the two-day matches, you have set ROs at each stage. One guy squatting, or one guy spotting, one guy running the iPod, keeping, you know, score, all this shit. So. Gotcha. What's the longest shot you've ever made? A mile. A mile. With a little bitty six millimeter, yep. And what, no what size of a target was you hitting? It was a 48 by 60, so four foot by five foot. Holy cow. And yeah. like, did you just like graze the edge of it? You hit no, it, we or sh- you- it had a sight mark or a target marker on it that flashes when you hit it so you can see it. Because I looked up and my bullet was only carrying 220 pounds of energy at a mile. So it's like somebody walking up smacking you in the shoulder i mean so he just hit it and bounced yeah. off basically but i was shooting it was a two-day shoot it was two different shoots we actually had a prs match the day after which i ended up winning um 
But I was shooting against a bunch of big guns. Hell, there were some 50s there, some 416s, some 375s, stuff like that. So I'll be darned. So yeah, in a deal like that, you don't it don't really matter the caliber. I mean, it's not like you're trying to kill a fucking elephant no, from a mile. No, so it don't really um, matter. Everybody runs, not everybody, but the BR case or variant is very popular because it's so easy to load for. It's just like hitting an easy button. I can go and throw in just a generic powder charge, a generic seating depth, and it will shoot pretty good. I mean, but most of the guys are shooting. Shit, I'd hate to even think how much I got in my gun. I bought the action used. I bought a barrel to action used when I got started. And I put in a cheap chassis. And last year, I ended up placing high enough in a two-day match. I ended up picking a 50% off for a chassis. So an MDT chassis is like $1,200. I gave six fifty for it, I think. But, man, by the time you talk scope, you're talking five, six, seven thousand $7,000 in a rifle. Pretty easy. Wow, you know. that's unreal. Now, when you shoot from a bench, you're not doing this shit where they're strapping you in? No. Um, like most of the time, it's standing, holding the gun, your shooting bag's in hand. When they hit the timer, you got to get down in your belly, you know, get the bag under, get in position. Or if you're shooting different positions off a car hood, sometimes you're shooting off a T-post, a cattle gate, tires, whatever, you know. So they try to use kind of realistic. Real world. That's, world stuff, that's yeah. the what they're shooting for. Yeah. Yep. Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. versus just shooting off a bench or yeah. something. That's kind of cool. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's a blast. I love doing it. Um, I highly encourage anybody that's into anything, guns. I mean, it's... And the thing I like about it is I've been in a whole bunch of different scenes of hobbies in my life, and I've never met a better bunch of people. Everybody's great. I'm, I've yet to meet an asshole. So it's not this big competition as old screw you. It is. Everybody's everybody's in it to win it. Sure, but they're willing to help. They're not going to fuck somebody over to do it. Sure. You know what I mean? uh, The first one I went to, um, I went with a guy, and we ended up not getting squatted together because I got into it late. So he, I just showed up here, and he knew a guy there. He said, hey, this brand-new shooter. He's like, hell yeah, and he helped me out all day, you know. That's cool. Yep. Good deal. That was good. Yeah, and then so you're also known around here as the coyote slayer. I mean, this guy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, big, big course, fish in a small pond, maybe. Of course, but this deal has cut into the coyote hunting a little bit. To yeah, some I only hunted. I only hunted around here for fun a couple nights this winter. Mainly just hit in, some big competitions. In and, your prime, though, a year or two ago, whatever. I mean, how many coyotes were you guys demolishing in a winter? We still killed right around 200 this year. No kid. Yeah. Wow. So, What's your best winter you've had? Uh, probably this winter, but I didn't hunt. Nate Standifer and I were together and hunted almost all the competitions, and um, I kind of got into the shooting a little more. And two years ago, we picked up a sponsor, Nuggets Night Vision, a dude out of Quincy, super good dude. Um, but it was basically me, him, and Ozzy Clements, who's also sponsored by Nuggets. Basically, we were the we hunted all the big competitions together, trying to win them, and I think all three of us combined. Man, I bet we won eleven or twelve different competitions this winter. No kidding. So. Well, I seen that one here a while back on Snapchat. You got first, second, third. Yeah, and that was just up at Taylorville. Um, it was a five dog heavy, and it was foggier than hell that night, and it was tough. We didn't kill the. Fr- we didn't see a coyote until I think eleven o'clock or midnight. Really? And then we killed five from like midnight to two thirty, and then it shut right off again. Uh, and you guys are using thermal thermals, right? yeah. Yeah, yep. we ran night vision, and 
I don't care what anybody says. Coyotes can see IR lights, and we've hunted with people with night vision. Man, that IR light hits them, and it's just like the brakes come on. They know something's up. But anyway, yeah, so we hunted that. It was a five-dog heavy. We killed six or seven dogs, I think. Showed up at check-in and uh, backed up to weigh the dogs, and he goes, well, I'm not weighing your dogs. And we're like, okay, why? Well, you're the only team here, so kind of be a waste of both of our times. <laughs> he goes, as soon as that bell strikes noon, if nobody else is here, you win it. So bell stroke noon, nobody else showed up. Here's first, second, third, and heavy dog. I'm like, what's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. So I hope you darn. Yeah, but then you got in on the big coon hunt here at the local bar. <laughs> yeah, that's there that some uh, last, Facebook drama. Yeah, was that last fall? Was no, it, yeah, it was. Uh, it was in December. So collectively, so we're talking a town of 500 people, 450, 500 people, and they had just a local coon hunt. And basically, it was any any legal means to kill a coon. You know, you just couldn't do it illegally. But other than that, they didn't care. So I, I mean, grew, you could hit it with your car. I mean, it just it didn't I, matter. I grew up running coon dogs. Dad had dogs. I hunted some dogs in competitions when I was younger, and really liked coon hunting. Well, later in life, it just you can only have so many hobbies. Yeah. And I don't want to feed a dog all all summer and just only hunt it part-time of the year and usually everybody's coon hunting i'm kind of deer hunting you know it just and then coyote season comes in so anyway i haven't ran a coon dog for quite a few years but but that night how many coons collectively showed up at the bar shoot it was over a thousand <laughs> it was just shy of 1200 i know it was two entire <laughs> truck beds i mean yeah, yeah. it was a bunch <laughs> so we had 23 teams signed up 17 showed up to check in and uh, or no, it was right under a thousand. It's like nine hundred ninety-seven coons turned in. Which the teams that didn't show up to check in, if they would have came, they all killed right fifteen or twenty. So we'd have been, you know, up there eleven hundred or so. But in one night, it pissed a lot of people off that run dogs. And I'm like, listen, Dad has told me about back in the day when distemper came through, and we didn't hardly have a coon to hunt. And they're you can ask anybody. Oh, they're, they're way overpopulated. Yeah. Some squirrels are off the charts. charts. The fact that 30 guys can go out in one night and kill a thousand coons. Yeah. You know, and they're like, well, it's not sporting. And I understand that. I agree it's not sporting. But I, would, I didn't do it to be a sportsman. I did it for population control. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. if somebody doesn't get them in check, our wonderful DNR doesn't do anything for the wildlife. No. They just collect money. I'm so. I've changed over the years. And I mean, this probably ruffles some feathers. To me, there's a a fine line in sporting and a fine line of it's my land, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm the type, I, to hell with hunting license, deer permits, all that bullshit. If i got a deer on my land and if I'm willing to shoot it and eat it, I'd be able to shoot, I don't care if it's July, yep. I'd be able to shoot one anytime I want. I agree 100%. Yep. But you can't do that. You know, yeah. Because the state owned them deer until you hit it with your fucking car. Well, we have ain't our deer. You right. turn that take out of yep. your insurance. Well, now, how the hell does that work? It's a money deal. It is. It's bullshit. Yeah. But, I mean, there's so many deer out here. I wouldn't even care if people shot them and let them away. I really wouldn't. I mean, there's, there's, there's millions. Oh, they're just terrible. I mean, we all bitch about how we're losing our freedoms every day, but it started a long time ago. The fact you got to have a license to go to fish a farm pond yeah. is ridiculous. It is. You it's, know? it's dumb. It's a money deal. And I understand the hunting license and it, you know, Back in the early 1900s, shit was damn near wiped completely out because sure. it was overhunting. So I understand it. But anymore, it's like, God, you got to have a 
permit to do anything. Yeah, you it, know, it's it's nuts. When raccoons got on our back porch, Mama just chased them off with a broom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're also a BTO in the farming world. I am. This yep. is true. Um, and how many acres are you running? What machine? We run anywhere on a typical year from four to six acres. On oh a God. Bean on bean on bean on bean rotation. Wow. Cover seeded with wheat and oats, of course. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, But this year, I'm thinking about maybe mixing just a little bit of corn in. Is that right? Yep. Maybe, maybe some Milo. I mean, yeah. Let's branch I've out. never gotten around to harvesting. I don't own a combine, but, you know, yeah. this year might be the year. Yep. So That's all crop insurance, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's got yeah. a gleaner. He, he would yeah. like to harvest it, <laughs> but he, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just food plots, but I like to... I always, every year, almost make a Facebook post about my piece of shit old tractor out there with the... The old 560. I used to have a 494A John Deere planter on 36 or 38-inch rows, and I was really getting her done then. But Sweet. I, I stepped it up to a 3.6-and-a-half-foot drill this year. So it's, wow. Yes. You are shitting in tall cotton now. We're, we really got the population out now. Get her done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, talking about you being a mechanic, and, of course, Nick can chime in on this. You know, I, I'm not a mechanic at all by any means. I, I can build shit, put shit Then together. how can you run John Deere equipment? Well, I know, exactly. You, you know how Deere guys are. You just call a dealer. You know? That's true. It never breaks down, but the service truck parks in front of the shop. Okay, yeah, I'm exactly. with you. I'm with you. So, I, you know, I can, your simple shit, mechanical stuff, I can do, but as far as motors, not me. I, I, I've never, I've just never done it. I'm not saying if you gave me a winner to overhaul the best tractor on the planet of 4020 that I couldn't do it. I've just never done it. And I see the shit that you post on TikTok, and it's just like, you couldn't pay me any amount of money to tackle that. I mean, Yeah, just- well, when I came off the road and started at a dealership, I was under the mentality of back when you worked at an uh, independent shop, everybody at a dealership was a dipshit, didn't know what they were doing. So I really was like, man, I'm just going to come in here, do some warranty work, the small stuff, you know, have a gravy job, really. Mm-hmm. And we do so much big engine work there. It's crazy. I never would have dreamed it, but, I mean, it's, I think we got two or three in the shop right now with spun bearings in them. That's either going to be, if they spin a rod, you can pull it out and put a crank in it. But if they spin a main, they're done. And, you know, you're doing an engine swing then. It's the shit that I love to see is when you post a picture of a truck on there, you're like, yeah, customer complaints. No power, so you popped the hood, and the fuel filter was literally put on in 1976. Right, yeah. Hard to believe that still wouldn't be good. Yeah. Nick and I were just, I was in his shop Thursday or Friday, I can't remember, and we were talking about that, and uh, we got a truck in there. It's a 2019, it's a local company, and they do a lot of grain hauling, and... The cab filter kept plugging up, so fuck it. We'll just take it out. We don't need that. So, so, the, heater, so the heater core is completely full of corn chaff, you know. Oh, I mean, just, yeah. oh, my blower motor's not working. Well, no shit. You know, it's working. It just has nowhere to push the air. Yeah. Well, that's warranty, right? No. <laughs> Who made the boneheaded decision to take the filter out? I'd imagine a truck driver, if I had yeah. to guess. But. Uh, unreal. Well, then you showed a TikTok here. Uh, I know it's probably been a month ago. <laughs> the guy's cab looked like a fucking landfill. I mean, there was so uh, much trash in the cab of that truck. Yeah, you couldn't even get in it. It's like, 
I couldn't believe it. It's like, and this guy lives in this thing. Yeah. So both of my grandpas were truck drivers back when, and you covered this the other day, back when it was a profession. Yeah. People took it seriously. And I ran nice trucks, and I always, I never, I wore boots and jeans and, a, you know, a decent shirt. I tried not to be a filthy slob. And some of these guys are just like, oh. some of them don't even know how to hook up to their damn trailer or unhook no. it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's scary for them to be up going up and down the road, it really is. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. The, the industry has changed so much just from when I started 10 years ago to now. It's just a whole different breed of people, yeah. you know. What do you think in your shop brings, or I shouldn't say brings in the most money, but are you seeing more common engine failures, or is now is it just def and sensors and just shit? That we see a lot of base engine failures, but but a lot of it leads back to you're not a human's not designed to fucking have a tube from his ass going to his mouth and breathing his own farts, and that's what these engines do. Yeah, they just don't last, and I, nope. you can't blame them. You right. can't feed them crap and expect them to exactly. Last. And it's all in the name of it's all in the name of going green and making the environment better and all this stuff. But which, in the big picture, is not the case. Can you overhaul an engine? How many how many carbon credits were burned up producing right. the parts to make that? Yeah. Right. And I so I seen a TikTok this week, and I done a little bit of off TikTok research on Google, which, you know, take it for what it's worth. But it, from the consensus that I got, it seemed to be true that Tesla's cars that are out now are just eating ball joints like a motherfucker, and they can't keep tires on them either because they're so goddamn Because they weigh 20,000 pounds. From the batteries. Away, yeah. Yeah. So how are we ever going to put a semi on the road that is electric? I they're, mean, that would have to weigh fucking eight times more than a car does. They're right? testing it. So California says by 2040, they will have... An electric, I don't know if it's going to be all electric. They got some sort of bullshit mandate. See, I'm out. the type that, fuck you. We ain't taking nothing. Yeah. We'll drop the shit to the We'll just shut her off. Have we yeah. thought about maybe just going up and down the San Andreas Fault, like hammer and chisel? Right. Chip yeah. that yeah. baby off? I would tell California, your shit will be sitting in Nevada on Nevada's <laughs> side. You bring your electric shit over and pick it up. Yeah. Well, it's super That's... weird, too, because when I trucked, I had reefered for a little bit, and I had been out to California. Man, you see a bunch of nice, older... I mean, I stopped out there to, uh, no, I can't remember. As soon as you get across from Arizona there, maybe it wasn't Arizona, Little Sisters truck wash or something. Anyway, I had the truck polished while I was out there. There's an old dude out there with the 70s Kenworth with the KT Cummins in it just sitting there hazing smoke. And I said, how in the hell do you get by? Well, it's past a certain age. So as long as we're back in the 70s and 80s, they yeah. don't give a shit. You can run them as hard as you want to run them. But KT 1150 didn't yeah. get any better than that. Yeah. I, I wonder when that'll change. You Eventually, I'm sure California I think will now. I think Maine. they are. You can't even take it in the state. Yeah. They're cracking down pretty hard. Well, have you guys seen the video? I think it's a 4440 or a 4640 on a trailer out there that somebody in the valley had traded in a new tractor. Well, because of California shit, you have to, you can't put that old tractor into service. Perfectly, so it's like, it's like cash for clients. Perfectly good tractors. Yeah. They they drain the oil out of it and sit there and run it on the trailer until it demolishes itself and then scrap it out. I'm like, Jesus. now that really makes a lot of sense. That's, yeah. You know. Yeah, God. yeah exactly. let's take it to the landfill now. Yeah. I mean. That is solid logic right there. That, I, it, it's like we talked earlier. If Although, that, I got to tell you, I kind of like to do that to a 4440. 
<laughs> That'd be a pretty good day for now, me. Now, I know how diehard Randy you are. This son bitch ran for like 20 minutes without oil in it. It, it started knocking and hammering and white you smoking. Know, you never it was probably doing that before. Yeah. You would have never heard that in a sound guard cab, though. No. You weren't yeah. outside. Yeah, that guy didn't even know it. He was just sitting there and listening to the radio. In its defense... Living his life in California, probably had a, had 48 gallons of ether go through it like every other John Deere trip that we grew up around. Did had, anybody you know? shake the wheel to start it? Right. Though. That's the critical yeah. factor. Yeah, there's a reason John Deere ether has the best ether. That's because they need it. But, yeah. I mean, what are these semis going to have to weigh just in batteries? Well, back to the original point of this. So, by 2038, Freightliner has said, which Freightliner is now Daimler, which is all... They're 100% powered by Detroit, but they are going to have a full zero-emissions truck. So they haven't said electric or hydrogen. I know Cummins is working on a hydrogen variant, and um, we have some compressed natural gas that come through every once in a while, but you don't see them that much. I mean, I'm sure the fueling for over the road is... My question for them is, how are they going to produce this electricity with zero emissions? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are they only using electric made from about uni- the, unicorn farts? We're not worried about solar. the emissions to make the electricity. As long as it makes us feel good when we're driving on the road, that's that's all that matters. Yeah, I think Texas is a big fan of the zero emissions electricity right now. It's working good. Well, yeah. I want to know, too, if you're in your Tesla driving down the road and you have a fucking head on with somebody, are you going to be covered in battery acid? I don't, I don't know how this works. I'm just asking because I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, what the, what's the environmental damage going to be when somebody has a wreck? They say it, they say a Tesla, which I don't know. I mean, I could be totally wrong on this, but by the time it reaches where it's actually starting to break even, it's junk. The right. batteries are bad, seven or eight years in. And then you can't get rid of some of the bitch. Nobody wants it on trade in. You know, it's like a damn golf cart. It's only so it's the golf walls. cart's only good if you got new batteries in it. Yeah, you know, exactly. nobody wants one if it's got old batteries. So yeah, and it's like we were talking earlier. So now. Uh, essentially, somebody else is paying for your fuel in the electric vehicle. You pull into, if I pull into the gas station now in my gas-powered vehicle, I have to pay to put gas in it. Well, I'm sure this new stimulus package helped. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but like the local plug-ins around here, do you have to pay to use the plug-in or do you just I don't it? know. I've never plugged anything in. I don't know and I, mean, I won't know. So, I mean, how does that, do you get charged by the hour? Do you get charged maybe by they just, the... Maybe they just pull a little diesel generator with them and... Yeah. That Don't you love that when you part. get the service call and they pull a diesel generator? They got a 3406 cat sitting there running yeah. to charge the battery. Yeah, makes good sense. Solid logic. But yeah. I don't know. Back in the day, diesels, I mean, the cats, the Cummins, the Detroits, they'd all go. I just cut the block on one Friday that had a million five on it and never had the head off of it. Okay. You won't find any new one that no. has emissions on it that's doing that. I mean, uh, yeah, I would believe that. Now, the Detroits, the Cummins aren't getting good fuel miles. They're getting. Most guys I talk to, they're four and a half to five and a half. Now, a lot of the Detroits are getting up there seven to eight mile a gallon. I'll give them that. They don't pull like the old ones. Why, why has the U.S. always under horsepower trucks? Because was that you telling me yeah. that, that over in Europe it's like you know, 800 to 1,000 horsepower is coming? Yeah, big power, according to a buddy of mine. He's like, nothing under 600. Don't even consider taking it to the road. And they're all cab overs. Yeah. Because they can't get anything along around. They're, and they're not taking a 300 inch wheelbase, 379. Yeah, that's pimped to the to the gills out on the road, you know. So why why has the U.S. never adopted that? I mean, would the would the mileage be better or worse at eight hundred horse? I don't know. I mean, is it drinking more fuel? They or? shouldn't they shouldn't have worried about emissions. They should have worried about mileage and horsepower. Yeah, and the emissions would have take care of themselves. We yeah. wouldn't waste all these resources on nothing. Yeah, 
I, what, so what's the one job when it comes across your plate at the shop, you just absolutely cringe. You're like, this is the one day Who? I would just as soon go home because I do not want to have to do this. I don't know. I'm getting lazy anymore. I don't like doing the basement work. Yeah. Now we'll take. Now we are a flat rate shop, so if I can, man, if I can hammer out a clutch job, it pays sixteen hours, and I can hammer it out in four or five. I'm all about it. Sure, but it's hard work, and you got to earn it. I I like to do engine stuff, but you know, we see a lot of after treatment stuff. I don't know. I'd say the brakes and wheel seals end up. It's something I just just tired. I of. just don't want to do it. Yeah, you know? that makes sense. You know, I mean, yeah. PMs, oil changes. I'm like. God, I'm above that. <laughs> Any truck comes in with a hole cut in the floor. Uh, I, I've personally not seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, you know. Do, but, you, do you get a lot of customers that come in who have obviously never turned a wrench, but are oh, going to yeah. tell you exactly what's wrong with the truck? And, oh yeah, and you're wrong. I goddamn it, I know it's this self-diagnose, and I want this part put on. You want us to look at it? Nope, put it on. All right, put it on. You guys didn't fix my truck. Yeah. <laughs> All because yeah. you read somewhere on Google, but that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube. That, yeah, that that would that would just piss You know, me a off. lot of times trucks come in uh overheating in the summer and uh put thermostats in it. All right, you want us to look at anything else? Nope, put thermostats in it. Well you can see the radiators plugged, yeah. Covered in mud and just completely it needs blown out, power washed out, whatever. Hey, it's still getting hot. Well, what do you think? Probably the bird's nest in your radiator. Yeah. yeah. Might have something to do with it. Yeah. I probably would have started there first, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're the expert. Yeah, that's that would be a, a tough job to be in. Especially, I guess, Nick's is probably a little different at your shop because for the most part, I mean, it's somewhat local farm. I know, I yeah, know and, and every farmer's a little bit mechanical. I mean, even... Right. Right. Even the uh, Sometimes most minuscule, they got a that's little. That's not a good thing, though. <clears throat> no. No. That's yeah, some guys know just enough to be dangerous. Farmers shouldn't be allowed to own tools or for sure welders. <laughs> There's nothing more dangerous than a farmer with a welder. Yep. Nothing's worse than a guy that welds the spindles on the front of us with steering on their 1066 or whatever. It's like, you wouldn't spend the $45, but we'll go ahead and burn some weld on there and junk up three thousand, you know, $300 worth of parts. It just baffles me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And I know just from the little bit of stuff that I've seen over the years at, at a farm sale or or just sitting on dealers, lots of stuff that's been cobbled together. I mean, I can't imagine what you guys see coming through shops. Uh, for, yeah, for sure. It's like there's a welding company not too far from here. Their, their slogan is just because you have a welder doesn't mean you're a welder. And there's a lot of truth in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah. there is. Just because you have a switch to flip doesn't mean you should flip it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, farmers are the king of cobbling anything together. To get, Sometimes. Which, and, and I'll admit, in the heat of the battle, yeah. it's like I will literally do that for one day to get it by. Yeah. And that's one and I get that's that. one but, area but where, fix it later. where I do have to give Kevin credit is he does not skimp on any of that stuff. You know, if a bearing goes out on a planter, he says, well, they've all got the same acres on them on every yeah. row, so we're changing them all. Yeah. And. And so I got to hand the guy that because we very we very seldom have any trouble. My, in the my brother and I had that conversation this morning on an air seeder. It's like, yeah, probably time to put them in. You know, we've replaced a few. Let's just we'll probably get them all and just put them all in. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I just 
if I can fix something, it lasts a day and it makes it through the day. Like, well, hell, you just we'll just see how long she'll run, and three years later, it's still going. And, you know, don't worry about it. Nick's probably one of the few mechanics I know that actually drives a. a a vehicle that ain't a clunker. I mean, you ain't got no new truck by no, any means. No. But most mechanics I know just drive an old piece of shit that just beat all the hell because they want to keep Mine's in the middle. Last yeah. truck I owned needed wheel bearings, so I just traded it. <laughs> it got bad enough when you went around the corner and started squalling, so if you hit the brakes, it'd stand them up just enough that, you know, quit making Must noise. Must have been a Dodge. No, it was a Chevy. Uh, they were like three-quarter tons, like 250 bucks a piece. I'm like, I sold it as is, and I told him, I said, hey, it needs wheel bearings. He's like, how bad? I'm like, real bad, but <laughs> it'll make it to your house. I'm Did you think sure. about welding them? <laughs> <laughs> so when I bought that Jap Toyota and hell I haven't had to do anything to it just get in and drive it I guess to me too farming with modern machinery that's a lot harder to take a welder to well, you, you know sure, what I mean yeah. but there's guys that do it I mean you see stuff on auctions and whatnot. it's like you. how did you destroy this yeah you know, in it's, that it's amount of time years, yeah it's two years old and you just completely demolished this thing for starters and then you took a welder and then fucked it up even worse yeah and so yeah generally if we have which Thank God we've never had any catastrophic failures like that on the newer machinery, but it would for sure go to a welder shop and get done right in the event that something did happen. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to go. So where is the line drawn on that as far as the farming goes? Because I really don't know. I just mess around a little bit. But So you still see a bunch of like 7,000 series planters being used and for sale, and people are now giving an arm and a leg for I – seen, I seen a four or six row the other day for $3,200. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and, and then you just trade it. I mean, is the newer stuff as good as that, or do you have to keep trading it? Is the quality there? Or? It's, I don't know if I would say, I mean, the, the quality is there, but I think it's one of them deals that guys figured out that they could sell a two-row planter for 2000 bucks. Right. Because there's all these guys got these little tractors, they want to buy them. So it's like, well, hell, I can just go buy a six-row at an auction and chop yeah. it down into... Right. Two rows. Well, how many yeah. guys are still running 1066s, the smaller guys, and the older tractors? I mean, I don't think in 30 right. years you're going to see the tractors you're running a day. No. In the I, field. I don't either. No. They'll be sitting in a junker. Yeah. And and even locally, there's very few 1066s, 4440s still in the field. There's guys that got them, but they're not farming. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, on a heavy scale. But they're still running. They sure. go out in the shed, sure. start it, and put on an auger, sure. do whatever they want with it. But, and and yeah. I do see on TikTok, I mean, there's several guys that still well, do farm with sure. them. They're just not in this area. I yeah, mean, we got, well, four 1466s that we use. Yeah. But just on augers, basically. Well, it's, it's a generational thing, too. That's what my dad does for a living is restores old tractors. 6030s are still hot. They've been hot for quite a while. But I think it's a generational thing. Like it is. The older guys, like guys that we know, were into the old two longer John Deere. You always want what your dad had bought new. Right. So yeah. now it's the next generation, the ten sixty sixes, the sixty thirties, all that's big. I'm wondering if the Magnums are gonna be the next, you know. Magnums are already hot. Magnums have always been hot though. Yeah. They're but worth more now than they were ten years ago. The bad part and is guys still farm with them because they're good drivers. Right. You yeah. know, I think we covered this way back when that so let's say when we got out of high school, if you and I said, hey, I'm going to buy an old 1066. You know, that's what I had when I grew up. Back then, you could have bought one for 6500 bucks, fully restored. Pretty nice, yeah. You can't yeah. get one for under ten grand. Yeah, like, you would have had yeah. ten grand in it after yeah. you restored it when we were out of high school. What cracks me up about the 6030 craze is, though, 
Nobody's dad bought one of those new. Nobody's right. dad farmed with one. Yeah. Because they only made a few of them, and they weren't worth a shit to farm with. Right, right. It's, they you were, couldn't find a more useless piece of crap. It was just big horsepower. They weren't even that. They weren't even that. Yeah. They're a giant tractor with 140 horse. A good 1066 will eat them up every day of the right. week. But they were twice the size, burnt twice the fuel. Like a buddy of mine told me that bought one new to farm with. If you want somebody to yell in your ear and throw dirt in your face, you don't have to buy a 60-30. They serve no purpose. Yep. But now they're super popular. They bring big money. One just sold for big money today or yesterday. Oh, when Dad redoes one, um, he redoes a lot for a guy that yeah. we know. Yep. $35,000, $40,000 at Meekum Auctions, no big deal. I, I would know. not give a quart of piss for a 60 And I don't, I don't know what they were worth new. I mean... Oh, was that twenty thousand dollars? Well, I guess your option was a forty twenty that you can't take to the field because they won't pull anything, or a sixty thirty, right? That burns a shitload of fuel and is nose heavy and still can't take it to the field. But uh, if yeah, you buy hard green, you gotta have it though. I mean, you know. now you do, but nobody bought one of those new. Yeah. You know how shitty a sixty thirty is? They're replaced by a forty eight forty, and even a diehard John Deere guy will tell you that a forty eight forty sucks. <laughs> well, the big track around here it seems like it's a ten sixty six. Ten fourteen. I mean, because they're they're handy. Really? They're a good tractor you can do something with, but they're not overly big where you can't. I mean, how many within five miles here do we know they're still running? Oh, there's a bunch. A bunch. Yeah. yeah. Do you know anybody in the local area no. that has worked over a thousand <laughs> acres with a 5010, 5020, or 6030? No. 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 <clears throat> there's a bunch of them around here, but none of them ever got used right. for anything. They bought them later yeah. on in life. They never bought them when they were new. Yeah. I, I don't ever. Ever around here as a kid, remember a sixty thirty going through the field? No. Ever, I don't. Yep. I really don't. They yeah. were big out west, and they were big down south, like all the peanut farms, cotton farms. Which is, if you get a tractor from the south, man, they've had the absolute oh, shit yeah. beat out of them. Yeah, they're junk. But those yeah. tractors are as long as from here to my house. The three point arm is the size of my pinky, but they're just big bag sixty thirty. On a good day, they'll make like one hundred and fifty five horse, Tony. So a good 806 with an M&W turbo, you know, you're not, you're not really impressing me any. Well, that was like the one, it was what, I don't know if it's serial number one, but they, they found that one here a few years ago. And I think the local guy here has got it. It was the yeah. N- N- NA 6030. Yeah. And everybody just jerked off over yeah, like, that's an even bigger piece of shit than yeah. the turbo. No well, doubt. I, well, I know a little bit about these. And I may, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about here. Because my dad's been in it for so long, but I think there was only forty-five. Yeah, non-turbo right. sixty-thirties, right? Yeah. yeah, which I don't know why the hell you'd make a non-turbo. That makes no sense. Why? Same engine. It's just we're gonna take the horsepower away. Yeah, from it. yeah. <laughs> it'd be like a ten sixty-six with no turbo. Yeah, who the hell yeah. wants that? No, in IH world that was a nine sixty-six, but in Deer <laughs> world we'll give you some options. Yeah, <laughs> but in Deer world, brown muffler versus oval is a big deal. So yeah. you know you got to factor that in there. But, yeah, and I guess you know the sixty thirty didn't have the Vision Guard cab on it, so you could see a little bit out of it. I mean, to some degree, but you but you couldn't hear anything. The roll uh, sixty thirty the cab had a roll bar inside of it. Yeah. That's super handy. <laughs> the eight foot long gear shift. Yeah, you get a run at it. Yeah, the amazing shifter. You're amazed if you got it in gear. <laughs> yeah, I just heard that the other night on the last podcast podcast you guys done, and I laughed my ass. I'd never heard that. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. You sit there and yank on it and yeah, let the clutch out. out. It may be in gear. It may grind a little bit, pop into gear, pop out of gear. He's yank on her and kick on her. And, hey, we found one. We're just going to leave it. I mean, the, the nice part about that shifter is long enough, if you're limber, you could put your foot on it. Right. Yeah. You could kick it if you had yeah. to. Yeah. Everybody bitches about International's H pattern. I'm like, how? 
Yeah. Say, you don't know what gear you're in. You might be. You well, might go forward. You might yeah. go backwards. You don't know. It's At least just, with an IH tractor, you could take an eight year old kid out and say, "Hey, I need you to move this tractor," and he could jump on it and be like, "Okay." H, L, R, okay, so obviously either put it in H or L, and I can at least get it to go forward. You put them on a 40, 20, 60, 30, whatever, yeah. they have no clue. Like, yep. They don't throw it forward. Well, once you get speed. past that, they start lettering them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How does letters denote speed? High, low, high is faster than low. A, B, C. I'm assuming C is faster than A, but I don't really know. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I guess that's what you get when you pay these engineers big money. That's yeah, I suppose. It, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that uh, I mean, and everybody's brand specific. I mean, we could pick on other brands. Other brands could pick on what we like. I mean, everybody's got their thing they don't like or they do like. But but what I mean, what's your using tractor now? I mean, uh, so right now the the three main tractors we use in the field is an eighty two eighty five R and eighty two ninety five R. And a ninety-two thirty. Okay, all pre-death. I just, I guess my point is, I guess Henry's probably not going to go to Meekum auction in fifty years and try to buy. I mean, there's not going to be the the iron left over. But here's my thing about John Deere people, Nathan. They can't even do their their numbering. Okay, so an eighty four hundred is an eighty four hundred, but it's eighty two whatever you just said. Yeah, eighty two ninety five. It's an eighty two ninety five, not an eight thousand two hundred ninety five. <laughs> it's an eighty two ninety five. Well, but they started that with a four. You got a thirty twenty. Yeah. A forty twenty, all that. But if a four thousand, that should be a forty or a forty hundred. But nope, we switched it up. They can't pick a system. Yep. Make up your mind. Which is yep. it? And it's, I. I, don't, I shouldn't even go down this road because we'll get all we'll get all kinds of flack on this deal. But it, so deer, they've they've overlapped numbers now. If you if you walk oh, into deer yeah, tomorrow I, and you, I, and in you case say I the same thing, and you say I want a fuel filter for a ninety four hundred, was that ninety four hundred combine or ninety four hundred tractor? Yeah. So I it's like, the now who's the genius who come up with that deal? Right? Yeah, I mean, I should the same thing. At least forty years ago, you said I need a fuel filter for a forty twenty. Yep. You know, yeah. diesel or gas. That's all they need to know. Now, is it tractor? Is it a combine? Is it? So. You deer guys crack me up, though, because, I mean, a 4020 is just the pinnacle, which doesn't say much for what they've had since then. But we had a 3020 in the shop the other day, 3010, whatever it was. Doesn't matter. They're all junk. I still say they bitch about global warming. I know what's causing global warming. If there's such a thing as man-made global warming, it's the fucking floorboards on a 4020. <laughs> if you want to melt ice, get you a water That's jug, set it on a 4020, and go work for two hours, and the fucking ice is melted, your water's hot as fuck. Well, what cracks me up is like, oh, the hydraulic pump's leaking. Okay, well, that's because the 9,000 pistons are bad, and it takes like 45 hours to rebuild that. It's a whole big pile of shit. Buy a new pump. Whatever. Okay. Thank God this was a narrow front, so we didn't have to pull the front axle out to put a hydraulic pump in it. And then you got to put couplers in it and a fan belt on it, because God, if you got that off, you got to replace all that shit, because otherwise you're down for two days getting that shit and putting it on. It's like, oh, so you got $2,000 wrapped up in this stupid hydraulic pump deal. It's like, oh, hydraulic pump went out of my 1066. Yeah, I can get that done before lunch. Um, it's 1030. Yeah, we can knock that out real quick. Takes like, you know, 400 bucks and no time at all. Yeah, no big deal. Or if you got a Heston, you don't have to drain your oil. It's $295. You just bolt a new one on. It takes like 15 minutes. But heaven forbid we use this fancy European design. These things are no good. You know, they don't have a SoundGuard cab, even though their cab's way better. Yeah. So there, it was a, those foreign tractors are way too expensive to work on. But meanwhile, it's cost you $2,000 versus $295. Uh-huh. Not sure where I'm seeing the you know, the gap here, but I I enjoyed the podcast with your Heston talk three or four episodes back too. But I guess I didn't realize Heston was not a nationwide 
thing. No, because you guys were a dealer. They, and they I know were, several people that's had them, dairy farms and stuff. They, you know, they were popular around here thanks to you guys. But right. I had more comments on that that I had no clue estimate a tractor. They knew they had hay equipment, whatever right. else. Right. So, no clue. But so I've never a, lot, met a lot of Heston dealers didn't have tractors though. Okay. So. Like you get out west, like Oklahoma was a big hot spot for them. There's a billion of them in Oklahoma, in the Dakotas, Montana, some of that. Um, now, were they made in Heston, Kansas? So they were made in Italy, but so Fiat owned Heston. There was Heston, Kansas. Okay. Um, at the time, and they put the Heston name on them to sell them in the states, but not every Heston dealer necessarily sold tractors. Gotcha. So it was a very yeah because the the 1580 tractor that you got yeah. that says. Fiat on it. It says Heston on it. It says it's got a small Fiat logo on it, but it says Heston on it. Okay. In great big print. Okay. I could have been so At the end, they just said Fiat. Well, the people okay. I know that own Hestons still use them and they love them. Yeah. Yeah. What's parts? Can you get it? You can get most everything. Can you? It's not a big deal. I always just thought Heston was kind of like the Massey or the AC. You know, not everybody had them, but they were out there. I just guess I didn't realize that Heston wasn't a, a nation. I thought well, everybody had Heston. It depends you know? if you had a dealer or not. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, you guys were our dealer, so yeah. I mean, that's we, why we seen them. Yeah. My biggest regret in the farming world is that I didn't buy a new eighty sixty six front wheel assist loader tractor back when they were new, yep. and keep one around because they were low profile, super handy, did a great job. You couldn't tear them up. I wish I had one. Yep. Yeah, that's unreal. I did hear it's probably been three weeks ago now. Massey Ferguson can't order a new Massey Combine anymore. Mm-mm. I think uh, the Massey Combine is if officially... If I got the next, yeah. Done, huh? Yep. Hmm. Get you a Fent or a uh, Leaner. So they're bought out? No. No, they just got... Just quit they're, bagging. They're replacing it with the Fent, basically. I got you. And I'm get sure... the high-end guys get the Fent. The dipshits that still want a Gleaner get a Gleaner. So is Fent All 15 uh, of them. European company then? No, they're owned by Agco. I mean, yeah, they might have started roots in Agco. I've I've seen Fent in Europe for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure they're a European company of some fashion, but Agco's owned them for quite some time, as far as I know. Yeah. I hear a lot of good things about their tractors. Now, their combines, Verdict's still out. I I can tell you the 1000 Series Fent is one bad mofo. Is that right? I ran one of those for the better part of a day. That thing's awesome. Really? Yeah. I run a 1042 Challenger for, like I said, the better part of a day. Now, when you say Challenger, that's, that's so it's the it's the yellow version. Okay, but same tractor. Just same tractor. I don't know if they even still do the yellow thing. I think they okay. were phasing so. that because at one time you could buy a Fent in. You know, if you're buying it from an Agco dealer, you could buy it in black cherry, green, a couple other colors. Can, I think whatever. if you bought it from a a Challenger dealer. Okay. You got it in, in cat yellow. Okay. I got um, you. Even though cat has nothing to do with it. That was the one you told me you wanted to learn how to run it at night, right? Because yes, I think it'd be easier to learn at night because to it, to their credit, the controls light up in different colors, right? So like your air conditioning control is blue, your heater control is red, um, all your controls are color coded, and those are standard caps. So like everything, and I didn't realize this at the time because I'm not in rogators and all that stuff anymore. I mean, we have a rogator, but it's old. So all that stuff is standard cab package now. So if you can run a Fent 1042, you can run a Rogator in theory because the controls are the same. If you're buying right. a new today. Which makes sense. Which standard makes sense, back. perfect yeah. sense, yes. But all that stuff lights up color coordinated. So there's like a million buttons in this thing, but you don't know what any of them do because they're all stupid universal symbols instead of saying what they mean. But at night, it was, I ran it at night a little bit. That thing was awesome. 
Like, but you told me like you just plug the hydraulic hoses in. It's like, well, if that wasn't yeah. remote. So if they're backwards, you just go in the, the display, flip them. Really? And you don't have to get out and unplug the hoses. You're good. You can just flip them in the cab. If you want uh, number one to remote to be over here to my, today, you just change it in the display. It's hmm. over here. It's this switch instead of that switch. Very, very well laid out once you got onto it. Um, have other companies like like a new 8RX deer, have they done stuff like that now? I, 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 don't I couldn't tell you. I don't know. All I can tell you is, you know, I was in line ripping with it, so... You know, that pulls pretty hard, especially in the dirt I was in. And I think I had this, and I, I probably messed this up. I had the peak speed set a little too high, probably. I think it would have tried harder had I set it lower. But that engine runs like no RPMs, like 1300s all it'll run. It, it will run faster than sure. that, but it doesn't pull any better. If you, you can either put it in automatic mode, let it do its own thing, or you can rev it wide open to 1800 or whatever and, and go. But... Uh, if I had set it the speed down a little bit, I'd probably been better off. But you know, he hit a loose spot, man, it was off to the races. You hit a hard spot, if it had slowed down to half a mile an hour, because CVT, mm-hmm. if it had to slow down to half a mile an hour to get through that spot, it would slow down. Which goes back to my earlier point is draft control is freaking useless. I just need more power and traction. Yeah. And that thing manipulated that. It didn't give two shits about draft control. It didn't raise my implement. It would just back off the speed until it got through that. But it would eat my four-wheel drive on that ripper. Because of that, when it hit a loose spot, it went off to the races. The tight spot had slowed down to where it needed to be. It's basically like an automatic traction control. Yeah, yeah, more or less. I mean, it was it was super good to run, so, so good what, on fuel. You, it was great. What do you guys think is being diesel mechanics? And I guess I'm probably old school. You know, to me, a diesel engine when you're pulling it through the field should run 2,000 RPMs. You know, whatever, because that's what we grew up on. Do you think that's better to run 1,300 RPMs, or do you get a little better performance? The, the new DDs are running their peak performance is at 1300. Yeah. yeah. And they, they have a DT12, it's their own automatic transmission, which is about like driving a car. It's smooth. I mean, a lot of the older stuff, you're winding up 17, 18, 1900 before you're shifting gears, or you're just, you're below the turbo and you're dogging it in the next gear. These are running up 14, 1500, shifting the next one. And you're sitting there thinking, any piece of shit, you yeah, know, no. but it's it's actually pulling and yeah. doing its job. It just doesn't. You don't fit. You don't feel right. the horsepower. And, and we're so ingrained to you know you wind yeah. them up. Yeah, that's how we were raised. I, I tried it both ways. You better off to put in automatic mode and just let it do its thing. But like I said, and, thirteen fourteen hundreds all. It gets and to. I've never ran any kind of a CVT transmission. So is that thing more concerned about keeping a mile per hour, or is it more concerned about keeping this RPM? But I want it to run thirteen hundred, so it will. keep So in automatic down. mode, you you pick your speed. Right, so you're you're wanting to run eight mile an hour, so you pick your top speed a little faster than that. Okay, um, depends on what you're doing. Sure, you know, planting obviously you're not going to pick that, but tillage. Okay, I'll pick it a little faster than that if it can do it, mm-hmm. and it just it goes. Really, but then if it gets to a hard spot, then it's going to just start shifting down. Just, is it going? It, to, it, it doesn't really wheel? shift down. It just slows down to where it doesn't pull the engine below where it needs to be, and pushes through. So is that going off a wheel slippage then? Or how does that? Just going off a load, I think. No kidding. So it does like draft control. <laughs> no, it doesn't raise the implement. Oh, okay. It just slows up to where it can pull it. So you probably have a, it probably has a GPS in it that measures actual, actual speed, speed. And then, yeah. then wheel spin yeah, percentage sure. off of that. And, yeah. The nice part about it is it runs like 35 or 36 mile an hour down the road at 1,300 RPMs. Really? No yeah. kidding. I passed another farmer in a tractor. A guy pulled out in front of me. Not out in front of me. He's about a half mile in front of me. I got up to him. I'm like, you know, he's in a 4640. 
Sorry about his luck. I pulled in the passing lane, hit the old CVT, and passed him, waved real big. <laughs> kind really? of scared the guy, yeah. actually. Local guy. He, he I knew him real well. Yeah. And uh, he came into the shop a couple days later. He's like, did you pass me the other day? I'm like, absolutely. You were kind of holding me up. <laughs> yeah. That thing would fly down the road. It could, have, it could run 55 or 60 if they would let it. Is that but, right? Well, I mean, it's only run 1,300 RPMs well, yeah. 40, you know. So if you were to take that tractor and just... Walk out of the parking lot and just shove the throttle wide open. It's only going to do... No, it'll rev up. If you if you want it to run 1,800, it'll run 1,800, but it doesn't really... But it's not going to go to 22. It's not going to go any faster than, than it will at 1,300 and automatically. But, but 18 is about the max? It won't go Yeah, I think 1,800 is about all it runs, I, okay. I think. Wow. It's got a man engine in it, and it is a man. It is a grown-ass grown, grown ass man. They run good. Yep. I'll be damned. Yeah, I've, I've just never run anything like that. That's CVT is awesome. I... If I could have all CVTs, I would. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that a case I H D O CVT way back when? I mean, so they were working on that in the 50 series days. Um, there was going to be the 5188, I think, at the time, um, but they never made it to production. Yeah, they had one of their precursors to it. So on those transmissions and even in trucks, you work always talking you a 13 speed, 18 speed. When you say CVT, what would you call that? Speed-wise, if you were, I mean, how many? Well, it's infinite. I, inf- I, I know well, it's infinite. in deer world, it's infinitely variable. Right. In exactly. everybody else's world, it's constantly variable. But deer, right. deer has IVTs. It's a totally different deal, Tony. You've never heard of it. It's, right. it's exactly. revolutionary. So it doesn't actually have gears. It's no. more of a. So long story short, without getting too technical, and I'm not an expert on it by any means, imagine a planetary set yep. that the ring gear spins, and they vary how fast the ring gear spins. So if you spin the ring gear faster or slower, you can change the output. I can't believe that, that's not that. That's a very simplistic view of it, but that's a long. I'm, I'm guessing that that's for torque. I can't believe that nobody else is going. That just sounds like it's. If they're running fuel miles, that sounds like a. I'm shocked that it hasn't made its way into the trucking world. Other than it does take some hydraulic capacity, right? Which you don't have. Yep. But because yeah. in a in a sense, am I? That's sort of how a locomotive train works. Right? I mean, you're using a diesel. I'm not a, to run a generator, but that's all independently run off yeah. of. Yeah, it's all. I mean, it ain't geared or what. It's all diesel over electric anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're using an independent motors to. Yeah. Yeah. For your. I don't know. Well, and that's been my question is with all these electric truck deal, why don't they have a little B series Cummins, a little five nine or six seven? Yeah. Running a generator and having electric motors on the truck, that would be the. Yeah. I mean. Somebody with more money than me probably doesn't have the right stocks. Well, Deer tried that back with the old pony start. Remember that? Four million RPMs to get what the fucking A top out of 7,000, 8,000, and flyer into about 800. Yeah. Yeah. You know why Deer has more antiques than any other tractor, Nathan? Why's that? Because they made them for 40 years longer than anybody else. That's true. Yeah. Well, they were still making. Two longers when the 1206 came out, weren't they? Were, they made them clear into the late 50s, early 60s. Well, so, so right there, there, like a yeah. 730, 830, been the last two. Because or? everybody always gives IH guys hard time. Well, once a 1086, you know, it was an obvious choice. I'm like, the obvious choice was 30 years before that. What? Right. You could have an M or something that went, oh, whoop, 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 whoop. I just can't imagine just farming an with M a, and go on. an 820 or a 720 or something. You know, one of the big two longers, and then there's your neighbor with a 1206, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, know, that, right? I do know if you want to tear a, a grain auger completely up, if you want to completely demolish fucking gearbox, Hook put it on like an OA or yeah. B. 
No, you don't have to worry about it because if it rains and it's muddy, they'll be stuck by the time you get done because they shake themselves into the <laughs> ground and then there you are. Dad had a 60 when I was growing up and he cut hay with it with a sickle mower. And anybody can tell you they run smooth at the flywheel all they want, but they don't. No. Because he put U-joints in that thing, I think, every yeah. second time he cut hay with no. it. Yeah. You know. I guess I had never thought about it, and I seen a video on them son of a bitches that the, the, the majority of the motor on a John Deere A sets underneath your feet. I mean, it's not like... No, it's out in front of you. But the, it is? But they okay. run... They're the ground. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Let, let's review. Deere didn't design that either. They bought that from somebody. They couldn't come up with anything better, so they rode that out Did for like the better part of... Yeah. Rode it out forever, and then they hired a guy from Ford to redesign the 4010 for them. Yeah. The inline 6 is well on its way when they were still producing them. Everybody oh, else was running. Oh, for sure. Them. Everybody yeah. else was running line yeah. six, but they didn't have anybody to do it, so they had to get yeah. a guy from Ford to do it for them. Was John Deere in bed with Detroit for a while? I was thinking... Nothing I knew of. Okay, I was thinking they were, maybe they weren't. And well, let's, let's face it, Deere's first diesel six cylinders were as a gas engine. They said, hey, Jimmy, pull that distributor out of there and shove an injection pump up upside down sideways in that and screw some injectors into those spark plug holes see if that thing will run and that was their first 4010 diesel yeah you know why the injectors are so hard to get out of them because they're in spark plug holes that's why they're hard to get around and then they said you know what you know what this is working pretty good jimmy can you make that like can you supersize that and lo and behold the 6030 is born right we'll take this gas motor on diesel a little bit bigger that's yeah. why most john deere guys are chevrolet guys because they're like <laughs> Had a 5.7 diesel growing up, then got this badass 6.2. Yeah. This thing's almost got like 110 horse. Uh, that was the most godless piece of shit you could ever, ever run, put yeah. on this planet was a 6.2 Chevy diesel. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Unless you had a 5.7. Yeah. <laughs> Which, granted, looking back now, a 6.9 Ford is gutless compared to today, but a 6.2 was... But they would eat a 6.2 Chevy. A 6.2 yeah. was gutless from the fucking day it come off the lot. A 6.2 Chevy is a 350 on diesel. Uh, I mean, they are junk. I, I had a neighbor growing up that... You, yeah, that's what he, he loved had. Him. Was yeah. and just loved him. And you would hook yeah. onto a, a one rack wagon of hay with that piece of shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, this thing won't pull the fucking hat off your Dad, head on no. a windy day. Dad had a 6.9. And uh, that was in the, man, the 12-valve Cummins and the second-gen Dodge was just coming out. So the first gens were out, you know, which would stomp oh, yeah. any other diesel out there in the, in the early 90s. But, but that was, I mean, 6.9s come out in 83. Right. Yeah. So... I remember we used to ride horses with a guy who pulled a big 32-foot steel trailer, five horses in it. He had 454s. Well, Dad had a 350. Well, he got rid of the 350 and bought a 6.9. I mean, we were something because we yeah. had a diesel. Yeah. yeah. We had a diesel pickup. Yeah, a big deal. You know, yeah. Yeah. Now you look back and, God, you can't hardly give me one of them things. It know? kills me how the fuel mileage in a 454 never improved. It was like three miles <laughs> an hour. Whether he's pulling a trailer uphill, downhill, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Burn off Pass everything but a fuel station. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> never improved. Yep. Never got any better. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and then we'll, Tony and I have had this conversation, but can you imagine if Ford would have said, hey, Navistar International, we'd like a diesel engine. We'll just take that 360, which is basically a better version of a 5.9. Or the precursor to the five right, nine. Yep. Not that the companies have anything to do with each other, but a three sixty is a badass engine. We'll just put that in. 
At that point in time, you're up against a 5.7 and a 6.2 Chevy. Dodge yeah. isn't even in the game. Cummins hasn't bailed them out why yet. Did, why did they not? That I don't know. No they would have owned yeah. the market. They, you, would, yeah. you would only be able to buy a diesel pickup truck in one brand yeah. that had a blue oval on the front. The rest of them would have never existed. I, I just gave Nick this evening the book, a corporate tragedy, and it's the entire history of yeah. IH from start. All, and I think that book was written just right at the time they went broke. So it, you know, it was written in the mid-'80s, whatever you want to call it. But when he gets done with it, you ought to read it. I know you're into reading. And it, it just baffles me, the stupidity at the top of that company. Yeah, because well, they and it makes so no sense. Because you were talking about it the other night. International has so much good shit going yeah. for them. At one world, it's 1983. Ford calls. They want an engine for their pickup truck. Huh. Well, Nathan, we got this 360 here. And with a turbo on it, it makes 200 and some horse. No, nah, we don't want that. Have you thought about glow plugs? <laughs> We'd like to go back to a glow plug engine which, and throw that in there because that's what Chevy's doing with their 60. 90 degrees, it won't start unless yeah. you glow plug it for yeah, 30 seconds. Yeah. It don't matter if you just shut it off. you got to yeah. glow plug to start yeah. let's, yeah. let's go back. Let's try that one more time, see if it works. Yeah. There is no question IH fucked up totally when they did not hire Lee Iacocca. Yeah. That is the That ruined the entire... That didn't help the, their cause. That, I mean, he, I guess I shouldn't say that he would have turned it around. I mean, he turned Chrysler around... Made it, made it go, but it just... Well, I don't know why International went with the V8. Well, it here's my no question sense, for you. you here's know, my it. question for you. You're a diesel guy. You've, been, you've seen them all. Why is it every time a company, a, a good diesel company, whether it's Cummins, Cat, Navistar, any company that's ever been worth a shit at diesels, when they get to the V8, they're like, hmm, has anybody seen the interns? Can somebody <laughs> get them a sheet of paper? Have them draw up a V8. Yep. We'll just make it just the way they lay it out in crayon and see if it works. I yep. mean, all of them made a shit V8. You know, well, we got an 855 Cummins. Works great. Billy. Billy, yeah. do a 903. Right. Navistar. We got this 466 that's awesome. Hey, try a DV550. Just just draw it up on crayon. We'll make the bottom end parts out of some leftover shit we got from Chevrolet. It'll be fine. Yep. You know, cat the same way. And don't and don't dare bolt a turbo on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got this 3406, and it's pretty stout. Yep. But if you thought about a 3208, we can make a really half-assed version in a V8 form. International is the same way. It's like, well, we got all these good ones. I just don't understand why everybody... Deer did the same thing. Not that Deer ever had a good six-cylinder, but their V8 was an epic failure. Well, a 3208's a weird one because a lot of guys that have them in tractors love them, you know, and then guys that have them in grain trucks are like the biggest piece of shit ever made. I've seen more than one have been called out to a service call. The guys that like them in tractors are drug addicts, and you should call okay. them in because they're, well. they they got something wrong with them. <laughs> but the only thing a 3208 has going for it is it starts too good. Yeah. They do start phenomenally. Quicker than they should, which actually causes them to spin bearings from time to time, but... They're a throwaway engine yeah. for a reason. It's it's like every look how good the seven three was after the six nine. They had the seven three, which I don't know if it was all that good, but so much better than anything they offered till the six seven. Now mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it's. I remember Dad had an O two or O three Power Stroke seven three, and it's right when the six liters were coming out. And this is a really nice truck. And he had guys walking up and wanted to trade him yeah. their brand new six liters. For this truck with 100,000 miles, he's like, why? He goes, yeah. it's about ready to break me. Like, we can't keep them running. Which I think now, and I, every time I hear this, I laugh because they're like, well, that's a good engine if you spend 10 grand in it. Well, that's not a, that's not the definition of something good. Right. You it's, know yeah. You know the difference between a, a six-liter Ford and Dodge is, though? You can bulletproof a six-liter Ford. 
Dodge are going to put transmission in for life. Right, yeah. Right. I, I learned this years ago working in equity, and I still say this to this day. If, if you want a interstate cruiser truck that looks nice, rides good, buy a Chevy. If you want a truck that'll pull the gates off of hell, but the whole rest of the truck's fucking junk, buy a Dodge. Yep. And I'm talking diesels on all this. If you want a truck that you can go out with a fucking spray bed with semi-tires on the truck, first gear, four low yep. all day, and spray... Buy a power Chevy truck. has they a, will fucking take Chevy it. has the luxury. Ford has a drivetrain. Yep. Dodge has the engine, which ain't their engine. It's right. it's kind it of comes, you yep. know. But back Whoop. in the, I remember spraying in this probably in 2000, 2000 or two thousand one with a brand new Ford F five fifty with semi tires on it all the way around yeah. with a spray bed on it. The fucking truck had three hundred and fifty miles on it, brand fucking new. First gear, four low. Wide open for fucking hours upon oh, hours, hours on, yeah. on end. Then little, you just didn't worry about it. Well, take little it. known fact, Dodge was getting out of the truck business. Cummins called them, to my knowledge, and said, hey, we got this engine. We think it worked pretty good in a pickup truck. You got any trucks sitting around? They're like, <laughs> got a shitload well, of Well, Dodge had nothing else going for them. They didn't have a crew cab. They were going to kill the truck line. The, they, the truck line was going to be gone. Really? And Cummins said, hey, can you give us two trucks? And they're like, give you like 20. And then nobody's buying these pieces of shit. So they they got them a couple of trucks. Cummins put it in there. And they're like, hey, we might be able to sell these pieces of well, shit. I didn't know that. I always no- thought Cummins saved Dodges because they had nothing going for them. No. They didn't have a crew cab. Cummins did save Dodge. You know, Dodge, had- Dodge had the ugliest truck in the fucking world. Well, they hadn't changed the body style in 45 no. years. Yeah. Just, just ugly as fuck, but they had the Cummins motors. Like, well, fuck, you know, I just yep. want something I can tear the fuck out of and you didn't care what it looked oh, like. Oh, their body's a piece of shit. Oh, I mean, just terrible. terrible. Yeah. Doors fell off those, everything yep. else. But yeah, Cummins actually did that project. That wasn't Dodge going to Cummins. That was Cummins going to Dodge. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if Ford or Chevy would have picked them up. So it was going to be yeah. six months and they were Dodge was shutting down the truck line, to my, to my understanding. Really? I've always thought though a Chevy truck with a Cummins motor would be ideal for me. And I mean, a four and a Ford drivetrain. Yeah. Not for me. Grown ass man can't fit in a Chevy. You ever I, notice how all these farmers around here always had Fords when they're working them and when they get old and they can't get in a truck then they buy a Chevy because yeah. it sets low to the ground? Because you got this big badass Chevy, right? This thing's badass, the frame sets six inches off the ground, it's yeah. stuck all the time. I can't yeah. fit in a Chevy. I, I hate The only thing I can see in a Chevy I, is the headliner and the seats are about a half as wide as me. Yeah. Well, a Chevy, a the Chevy. Chevy IFS, I mean, I've owned a couple, Dad owned a couple. You put them in four-wheel drive, you have two-wheel drive, because you have one back tire and one front tire spinning. <laughs> like, what the hell? I just didn't have a good pause in the acid. That, that's until it goes, and one wheel yeah. just playing out. Yeah. I, I hate Ford interior. I hate Dodge interior even worse. I've always liked Chevy interior. It's comfortable. Yeah. I like the way it's laid out. I like Chevys. Yeah. I don't. They suck. Wouldn't <laughs> take one as a gift. Government motors, you can have your pieces of shit. I'll take Ford. But I bought, I bought the Toyota for the coyote hunting side of it. And, man, when it comes to that kind of stuff, it absolutely – you lock it in four-wheel drive, and all four tires are spinning. I mean, um, hunting with a good friend of mine, he has – Are you hunting with a truck or with a gun? Well, it's getting to places. <laughs> <laughs> but a friend of mine has a big F-350 with street tires. I mean, it's, it's not made, but – we were hunting one night, and I pulled off in a field lane and just kind of nosed down in a chisel-plowed field. He goes, what are you doing? So I'm just parked the truck. Oh, my God, we're stuck. I said, what? <laughs> he goes, yeah, we're never going to get out of this. I'm like, okay. So we go ahead and do our coyote stand get back in the truck. I was put in reverse. Back right out of it. I mean, the front wheels were probably 8 to 10 inches down the mud. Never even spun a tire. Never even put in four-wheel drive. He goes, holy shit. I'm like, yeah. I've never been anything that the old Toyota just can't. Yeah. I got 35s on it. I mean, but... 
And it's a light truck, weighs 5,000 pounds. But when it comes to doing what I like with it, it's been a good good rig for me. I'm glad that works out for you. They bombed my ancestors' pistol. <laughs> Wouldn't give you a nickel for them. <laughs> How many tractors are running Bosch fuel systems and the Germans were doing the same thing? The Germans didn't bomb us, bud. Yeah, they didn't sink our the boats. The Japs did. <laughs> Toyota built engines for the Zero plane. They can go piss off, okay? But it's funny, talking about the Toyota underdog that beats the Ford, I... <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that the local poll, and it would have been 2019, right? Because two, two years ago, not yeah, last year. Yeah, because everything got canceled with COVID. Is when your 560 diesel yep. beat a 7,000 AC at the local tractor. Yep. <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I. <laughs> so I got this old 560 diesel, the old 282 in it, and the tractor pull was that day, and they started a run what you brung class which was has turned into now more of a 1066 class but right. that first year we all ran whatever in it so that morning i ran it up to <clears throat> nick's dad's allegedly <clears throat> allegedly <laughs> and we gave her everything she had through the pump and well somehow you ended up at my house and you wanted henry to my boy to pull he was gonna pull my little brother's okay. 560 okay got yep. It. yeah yep and uh so, we hooked the sled and tractor mine. I just ran first gear and the torque's out of it. So, it was first gear, torque forward, <laughs> just pinned her ears back. And I had, you know, 5.6's got the two point on them. So, I was sitting there playing, you know, as soon as it started floating front end, I'd play with it. And anyway, so another local guy had a seventh. He wasn't going to pull it. Right. And, and, I, and Doug, if you're listening, we love you to death, but we can't get over yeah. the fact of giving you shit about your 7,000. So he was, so I said, yeah, me and my little brother, we're going to pull both our 560s. And well, shit, if you're going to pull them 560s, I'll just go and hook the 7,000 from the bat wing and pull against you. Yep, there ain't no way well, to get them it. Go get it. So, you know, we just talking shit all day. So about a class before, <laughs> Doug disappears, and here he comes down the road on his 7,000, you know, and. I don't know how bad that 560 beat him, but it was bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a couple feet. I mean, it yeah. was like... 30 or 40 feet, I think, yeah. 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 Uh, Those grudge matches will get you. Dad and I did that last, or two years ago on the 1468s. He was going to take his up there. He'd been, you know, getting it stripped down so he could make the weight and so on and so forth. I come. I wasn't planning on being there because I was supposed to be on vacation when we come home a day early. I got home. I'm like, yeah, I'll run mine up there. Grudge match against my dad, and he beat me. Yeah, low point in my life. The old five sixty. Mine runs better than his. I know I have more power than he does, but he's got radials and I got bias. The old five sixty. I don't know if his tires or what, but it damn near my dad pulled eleven thirty Massey, which is quite a bit bigger tractor than a five sixty. And yeah, shit, he only beat me by a few feet. So it must. Yeah. Have, I don't know if it's just the tires were grabbing it's just that perfect good old or high age quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, the, <laughs> but, red, the red god was looking down on us that day. But like but. with Nick's dad, I I can't imagine growing up the with a dad a dad like yours that was always big into horsepower and things are never fast enough power more you know powerful enough that that guy couldn't have been above turning tractors up on the end of the field make a round. And no, like, no, we've done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll never forget. We bought a fifty two eighty eight off a guy who was retiring, whatever, and uh, dad dropped me off to drive it home. I had to go up this river bottom hill, and I had to shift down going up this hill. I get home. Dad's like, why are you so mad? I'm like, that egg's sucking. I'm like, I had to shift down going up that hill. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, if I had that 10-millimeter wrench, I'd have turned that piece of shit up at the bottom of that hill. I'm like, that thing is miserable. 
no way I'm taking that to the field. He's like, I spoiled you boys with the horsepower. Well, it's just true because we didn't have anything of the stock. I don't know what you do with stock tractors because you right. can't farm with them because they don't have enough power. But yeah, God bless my father. Thank you very much for always blessing me with horsepower. We've always had it. And <laughs> well, everybody, everybody knows anybody that had a tractor that ran good back in the day, it, it went to Ferd. Everybody, oh, that's, that's where everything went. You well, know? and you always knew about the local tractor pool. Three months in advance, but the day of the poll, everybody had to show up, <laughs> yep. get, get her turned up. Yep. <laughs> so at that local poll where we both pulled our V8s, I was in a turbo class. It was in a hot farm class. Everybody said, why didn't you bring one of your 1466s? Because we got several. I'm like, because if I come up here with a 1466, you guys are all going to accuse me of uh-huh. turning it up, cheating this, and which is true. I'm going to crank it up, and I'm going to put some shit on it because I'm not there to lose. So I just brought the V8 just to exercise it a little bit. You won't hang with them. But no, no, nobody complained. Right. Otherwise, this if I'm, between you and your dad. Yeah, yeah, if I'm coming up with a 1466, it's going to be to win. Well, in the tractor pulling world, which I owned a diesel pulling truck when I was younger, but I went to a couple meetings where all the truck classes were, and no matter what class you're in, the quote unquote stock guys are the biggest <laughs> bitchers yeah, ever. They do complain. You know, the gas truck guys were bitching that they wanted to. Run, I can't remember some sort of ignition that had a rev limiter in it. So if they threw a U joint, yeah. it wouldn't over rev. And their guys, well, if it's stock, it shouldn't over rev. Yeah, you know. But that's a uh, well. I'm cheating, and he beat me, so he's got to be. <laughs> he's got to be cheating know? more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I pull on pro stock. We yeah. don't have any of those extra rules. Yeah. <laughs> There's a never a bigger bitch fest than a local tractor pull. There's always yeah. somebody got a problem with somebody, something somewhere. Yeah, somebody's upset. You're cheating. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. I'll never forget local tractor pull. It's been years ago, back when the, the pole was still in equity. Mm-hmm. And a local guy took a 560 up there, but his had a turbo on it. He, he got away with it. When he, we let out of the throttle, he was a little too quick, and it whistled. Yeah. And the flagman walked over <laughs> nope. there and was like, you're gone. Nobody he, he had totally got away with it. Yeah. And if he'd have just been if a little went down there and backed off and snuffed at the end. If he'd had a muffler, if he yep. just backed off of it, yep. snuffed her down, or had a muffler, he'd have been fine. Yep. <laughs> the, the part that kills me, and anybody that's probably from Illinois, maybe a few parts of Indiana had been to the Sturzen, Illinois Tractor Pool back yeah. in the day. And I'm talking awesome. late 80s, early yeah. 90s. The equity days. Before. Yeah. And everybody backed their trucks up to the track, sat right alongside the track, and the only thing between you and a 1466 that was, back then was going 20 mile an hour yeah. was a piece of electric fence wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And, and a three inch dirt burn. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Back in the good old days. Well, dad, dad told me of the old man sleds back in the day yeah. where he just, you know. Step on. Yeah. How nobody was killed or maimed, or I'm sure there was. Well, what you, you know. did on those deals is get your fat friends to stand partway down the track when the other guy run and, and wander right. off when you yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah. That was back when the guys took the, the exhaust pipes off of their tractors. You know what I mean? Took the muffler off and I mean, just coming straight out the hood. I mean, anything you can do to get a little edge. I mean, yeah. right. No <laughs> doubt. Tractor, you you touched on this, but the tractor pulling is just not as fun as it used to be no, at the I, local I, level. I, I either, so, you know, we beat up the guys with the speed limit classes pretty hard that last podcast or the one before. And I, and I still don't I still don't like to see them. But with that being said, I don't mind seeing a slow tractor as long as it's giving it's all it's got right from right yeah. out the gate. Yep. I can live with that. But don't yeah. idle the son of a bitch down. Because to me, if we're going to do this speed limit deal, let's just let's just save everybody some time and let's just start the weight box on the sled 
all the way in the, in the forward position, and you just start out from a hole. Well, they have those. Those are dead weight poles. Well, right. but they're but not popular. It, it right might here, only be a hundred feet, but at least you didn't waste my time for the first <laughs> two minutes getting to the three hundred <laughs> foot mark. I pulled them tractors, and it, it's harder to pull them in speed limit classes, like the eight and twelve mile. No, it's a driver's class for sure because you got to take off. And you got to be in a big enough gear where you can really run 14 or 15 mile an hour. Yeah, it's a driver's class. you got to hold it back but to stay not, on top of the turbo. Spectator's class. And then when you get to where the pan hits you, you can't just nail it. you got to right. ease into it. And you need a CVT. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Nick said. It's definitely a driver's class, not a spectator. Not a spectator's but they, class. Everything ought to be, you let her out of the hole and it stands the front end. You throw the torque and she stands yep. the front end again and gets down there hogs them and... Remember, yeah. remember back in the Shumway when that first started, they had the open class. As long as it weighed 6,500 pounds, it didn't matter. Yeah. It could be a fucking D6 cat against a fucking pickup yeah, truck. Right. It didn't care. <laughs> to me, they were the good classes. Well, and anymore right. now in the, the slow, the V8 classes, you couldn't take your V8 and pull it because you don't have wheelie bars. Yeah. Now, who in the hell needs wheelie bars? And I don't know what them V8s made, but... Not much over 100 horse, are they? It was 140, 140, 140 from the factory, 180 on a good one. But yeah. you're not going to sit there and flip yeah. one of them over backwards on you because you didn't have Willie. It's just, you know, the rules yeah. are, it's just, it's just. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. There is nothing know. better than getting right to the flag, being last hook in the class, get right to the flag, look over, and like, yep, that's the leader, grabbing the torque, and cruising right on by, though. Right. That's a pretty good day. Yep. <laughs> Did that a few times back in the day. Yeah. I like Missing. watching the old V8s. I like them. Yeah. I think they're fun to watch, but I'm like you. I don't want to watch a three and four mile an hour class. Yeah. And, yeah. and they all pull. It's the same 10 guys pulling the same mm. 10 tractors three different times. We go yeah. back, we throw yeah. 500 pounds on it and do it again. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, for I sure. Just, I just think a tractor, when you take off from the sled, should be wide open from yep. the time you let the clutch out to the time. It's a tractor pull. Exactly. Not a tractor it's who, not a driving contest. Who can drive under four mile an hour the farthest? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we should split this up. We're going to have the tractor pull this weekend, the driving contest, yep. next weekend. Yep. Yeah. Like so. But anyway, I think we've we about come full circle again on this part. Yeah, we, we seem to do this. We, we, we wander off a little bit from time to time. We started off shooting some coyotes, yeah. and now we're to speed load tractor pull. Yep. <laughs> it's funny how it all comes around. I did want to ask you, though, Nick. How much after treatment or the newer electronic stuff are you guys starting to see? Because you guys are kind of the older mechanical. So, shop, you, know. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of troubles with it. Um, we don't deal with it a lot because that stuff's newer enough. It goes still goes back to the dealer. Um, you know, like the Zetter line that we sell and whatnot, their stuff doesn't cause any trouble and is way less... Well, troublesome and way more user friendly. Right. So we don't see any issues in that in that regard for the most part. Um, I don't hear so of the I don't tractors. Have to mess with it too much. I don't hear the tractors having quite the after treatment issues. I don't know if it's because they're under full load and keep the heat in them. That helps. You don't have so, the so, idle time. So, so where you see guys having troubles, like okay, John Doe gets a loader tractor, yeah, and he's retired, and he's just going to blade his drive in the winter. He's going to put around. Yeah. And those guys have trouble. Yeah. Guys that use them and See, load, I've, I've always wondered that too, as a guy who's not a mechanic. Is that almost where these CBT and IBT transmissions are a hindrance because you're not heating that motor up so bad because you're you're not putting a, a big work? No, out. you're still putting it in the under load. I mean, it, it's going to max load itself when it needs to. Okay. Yeah, you're you're okay in that regard. It's your guys are just piddling with them. It's kind of like if you got an old five sixty gas, right? Are you going to work it hard? 
or are you going to just piddle around with it? Because then we have to put two different spark plugs right. in Right, like yeah. a two-stroke four-wheeler. Yeah, two-stroke yeah. 250R. Are you going to idle it around? You need a BR8ES. If you're going right. to run it hard, you need a BR9ES yeah. NGK. And that's my limited knowledge on spark plugs, uh, 250R, and I think eight spark plugs like yep. lunch. But they did with you as hard as you run shit at eight spark plugs. My brother got by with his the old time, probably had the original spark plug in it. Mine, you were going to put them in it. I carried like four of them. I got a case of them in my garage. I haven't owned a 250R for 10 years. Really? I carried four or five in the toolbox. There were mine eight spark plugs left and right. That's okay. why I hate spark plugs to this day. What a useless... What, how shitty does your fuel have to be or to light it with another flame when diesel just lights itself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can press it hard enough and it explodes. No, I, I love a diesel four-wheeler. <laughs> Little 3BT comes in, just cruising along. Well, all your shit's new enough. It's tier four, isn't it, Tony? The we, we have nothing with... De the only thing we got with DEF is a combine. Okay. Everything else... I can take care of that. So it's still, we I guess... That. I don't know what the tiers are, but I guess tier three, he's just EGR then. He doesn't yeah. have... So you probably have a DPF filter, but maybe you don't have DEF yet. Deer so, does it the hard way. So you're getting over my head, so I'll tell you this. Our 9230, that's a 2011 model. I, I'm going to say zero emissions, which... right. I'm sure there's some, but you know there's it's emissions because that started way before that, but it right. didn't have it didn't have def. Our 8295R is an 8430 with an R series cab, and people don't believe me when I say that it has the little bitty exhaust pipe. It literally it is a fucking 8430 with an R series cab because it was old enough for that. Right. The 8285R we bought a year ago. It's a 13 model. It's got the great big exhaust pipe, but no def. None of the bullshit like so, that. So deer went a different route than everybody else. They weren't going to do DEF because DEF was bad. Right. And then they realized they couldn't get it done with EGR and DPF filters. Yep. So they so they dueled them up where everybody else was just DEF. So once again, deer complicated and made it a well, huge pain in the ass. Now California thinks DEF causes cancer. So we got to. Everything in California causes yep. cancer. That Prop 65 warnings on everything you can buy from a pack of bubble gum. Yep. Uh, it didn't matter. That see they got the, a warning on everything. See, the automotive has been. I don't know if it's been advanced, but I guess the emissions have been so so much more stringent. Mm -hmm. So an 04 for semis, I assume it's the same for pickups. 04 is when your EGR came out, mandatory EGR. 07, you have DPF filters. Then 2010, you have DEF. Mm -hmm. So, and then it's been DEF ever since. I then. think uh, tractors got DEF in 14, I believe it was, because our, our 8285 is a 13, right. no DEF on it. And... Our last combine that we traded in was a either a 15 or a 16. I don't remember. I think it was a 15. Yeah, it was a 15. We bought it at 16. It did have DEF. So I'm pretty sure, and, and as far as John Deere goes, DEF come along in 2014, I think. 14 it was. Okay, so you're about four years in behind yeah. the automotive industry. Yeah. Roughly. But, you know, it's getting to the point now we see a truck come in like, well, hell, it just got DPF filter. even got DEF on it. We're like, that's an old truck. Yeah. When, you know, I guess I, it's, it's it's a weird paradox that we're kind of in. It but. takes a very special individual to think that putting poisonous fertilizer in a plastic jug shipped in a cardboard box is going to save oh, the yeah, environment. Oh, yeah, they stink That's so That's a special kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you this, and Nick will vouch for this. The most durable motor on the planet, and you know where I'm going with this, we had a buddy, old Chank Lanko, <laughs> is a 306-cylinder Ford. Yep, you can't tear those up. No emissions on those. They'll run forever. Completely impossible. This truck it was an 84, 86. Yeah, right in there. It was an 80 to 86, somewhere F in there. F-150 four-wheel drive. 
And, of course, he ripped the exhaust off of it. And I, I don't know if it was intentional, I mean, but it had no exhaust. Right. Just beat the shit out of this. I mean, this Original guy. Original clutch. This guy was. Seen a lot of fourth gear start offs in that. Yeah. So, Original we're talking clutch. an 80, 84, 85 model truck. And this would have been 96, 97. Yeah. And this truck had 100, maybe 200,000 miles. It was a shit pot full of miles on it. Yeah. And he'd be like. Hey, check this out. You want to hear a pro stock pulling tractor? He would take the truck and put it in fourth gear yep. and, and rev it to the moon and slowly start letting the clutch. Original clutch. Never tore it out. Yeah, we'll get her done. Well, those things run forever. They would. That was that convinced me that that was the most durable motor on the planet. My brother had a mid-80s. Ford F-150 originally with a 306, we put a turbo on. Yeah. It's pretty badass. And then his brother. Yeah, gas truck, we put, put a turbo on it. Yeah, really? we put a turbo on it. We took it off. My brother blew it up eventually. We put it on his his uh, brother's truck. The guy you talked to about a minute ago, we put it on his brother's truck for a little bit. And then we ended up swapping it for 400. We put a 351 in Cleveland in my brother's truck after he tore it up. But 306 cylinder with a turbo's. They run pretty good, actually. They just don't make shit like they used to. They don't. You can't really tear a 306-cylinder up. I think my brother did it on purpose because he wanted to V8 because they sounded cooler. But I I mean, after what what, we always called him Chank Lang. Yeah. (laughs) After what he did to that 306-cylinder, I am convinced that was the most durable motor ever. It probably didn't make enough horsepower to hurt itself. No, no, it didn't, but it, it made enough. I watched him heat seize that thing probably four or five times in a row. Yeah. He just sat there, take a little break, fire it back up on a cool down, off he'd go again. Well, and then when he went around a corner, it ran out of oil pressure. You need, you need to dump a quart, too. <laughs> and he was one of these guys, ended up actually putting him on a lawnmower, a truck, a four-wheeler, whatever. It was getting wrapped to the oh, moon. Yeah. He used to come out to our house and ride four-wheelers all the time with my aunts. Yep. Yeah, I remember growing yeah. up. Yeah, he ran shit pretty hard. He he would have been a perfect test technician oh, for, for any sure. company. Yeah. I don't care if I had more good times with him. <laughs> We were out riding with him one time, and I didn't have a four-wheeler out there. I'd just stop by. So he and I rode together, and we're not small lads. Right, yeah. So combined weight of four to 450 on a Suzuki Quad Sport. This is back in the day, not now. By, this is back in the day. Yeah. Now it'd be, it'd be more than that now. Yeah, I'm, not making, I'm not making it. No, it's fine. I'm fine. It's okay. I, I've embraced it. Skinny people die early when this uh, stuff gets tough. I'm, I'm good with it. But... Uh, so there's two of us riding this thing. We were literally ride that thing till it heat seized, and then we would stop and get a soda, let her cool down, let fire her cool it down, fire it back up, off we go yeah. again. We broke the frame and like I don't know how many spots that night jumping those hills. It's a great time. We're, we're talking about a guy who was 14 years old and would take a Honda Spree and pour bleach <laughs> on the garage Honda elite, <laughs> elite. <laughs> on the garage floor and smoke the tire completely off. <laughs> Of the Honda, and for those of you who know what a Honda Spree is, it's a scooter. Yeah, it's a scooter. <laughs> I did make a purchase the other day that make you proud. I well, bought my nine-year-old daughter a two fifty Honda. I don't know if it's the big red because it has. Ooh. See, it has the front and rear rack, and it has the it's high low. It's two fifty SX then. Well, it ain't got the clutch, though. No, 250SX didn't have a clutch. Okay, so it's got the high-low and the compression release on it. Yeah. So she can actually pull start, because I'm not going to put a battery in. If you can't start it, you can't ride it. You can't ride it. 250SX, yeah. I think. Okay. My brother had one of those. I think it was, it was advertised awesome. as a big red with 500 bucks. I was like, 
I'm gonna go buy it. You can't. Yeah. I yeah, had so can't, many can't three wheelers. Yeah. And the ones I wrecked and tore up and blew up, I man. What I'd, yeah. Any. I had the. What was the red and white one? The two hundred X. Yes. Yeah. I had one of them. I had one of those too. Completely trash. I would give you. Well, I'm not giving you super good money because they're still available for super good money. But I'd love to have one of those back. I think before you can graduate high school, you ought to be able to start a three fifty X. Kickstart. If you can't start that, you can't graduate. Yeah. If your shin can't take that, you're not getting it. Yeah. As much as I love Honda, and I'm a ride red guy, I love Honda through and through. And I like the forward kick until your foot slips off. And then you have riding boots on, what you need is a shin made out of half-inch steel yeah. because it's going to whack it. Yeah. Suzuki kicked to the side. As dumb as I thought that was at the time, you can't hit your shin with one that kicks to the side. Well, my son has a 50cc four-wheeler in this winter. First snow, I was going to get it out. Well, he'd left the key on, so I was going to kickstart it. And uh, a 50 doesn't have a whole lot of room for a size 12 boot in there. <laughs> so I was staying off to the side kicking it, and that's, uh, my foot slipped off of it. Oh, I wanted to pick up something. He was the only thing close. I didn't want to pick him up and throw him, but I was going to throw something. I got a Suzuki LT80 sitting in the garage now that's going to need some work. That goddamn thing. They won't run on new gas. You know, it's an no. 85 model. I fought the carburetor. You gotta find leaded gas somewhere. Yeah, yep, I fought the carburetor, put a new carb on it, and now it's down to where it won't run for shit. And I, I either need to sell it or something, but it, it's perfect for the kids. I mean, yeah. the goddamn yeah. thing runs twenty mile an hour tops, which Henry outgrew it, and Kevin gave him his old. Yeah. But for the little kids, oh, the old lady had to come apart when she seen her on that. And I'm like, listen, I grew up on one. Has no brakes, which is the way a three wheeler should be. Yep. You downshift. Because <laughs> when I started, I probably wasn't five or six, and dad put me on a 200S that he'd had, and it was just ragged out, no brakes. Yep. Can't get it out first gear. Well, three wheeler run pretty fast. I don't know how many RPMs they turn. If you're willing to run, <laughs> I got my kids a, a Honda 90. And uh, my daughter took off, and we had a little rock pile. I'd had a bunch of rock dump, and I'd spread it out. I had a little bit left over. I was waiting to do another project. My daughter's jumping it. It's going fine. You know, not really jumping, just riding over it. It's going fine. Pretty soon she wrecks it. My wife's freaking out. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. And she's like, why don't you think it's a big deal? I'm like, because I did that 20 minutes before you guys got home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know your limitations. Uh, she yeah. won't do it again. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, no, I'm positive. Yep. Once you do that, you'll figure it out. Remember, because I had just bought Henry his. I think he was yeah. six or seven when I bought him that Suzuki. And we brought up to your house, and they were jumping that rock pile. We yep. were sitting in the garage drinking beer. <laughs> yep. so three years ago, we was up on the highway, ramping the kids. We had a big screen <laughs> team. How, how we didn't get turned in. We was right <laughs> off the highway. How DCFS didn't get cold. Yeah. We're out there drinking beer, and the kids are ramping a big screen TV on their four-wheelers. <laughs> yeah. Didn't hurt a thing. Didn't hurt a thing. <laughs> that deal on the rock pile, though. Henry, and, and I, he was six or seven, and he, they kept jumping that rock pile. We he did the same thing. He yeah. wrecked, too, but yeah. he had a helmet on. We're yeah. like, that's yeah. why you wear a helmet. We sat in the garage drinking beer, and I told Nick, I said, look, he keeps hitting that rock pile up yeah. to the side. I said, he's going to roll that some bitch here for long, yeah. and it, shit, it wasn't <laughs> no. 20 minutes yeah. later. And we're sitting there, and he piled that fucker up into <laughs> her head. Of course, he starts screaming. Well, he was only six or seven years if old. If you're stopping then. your kids before they're wrecking shit, yep. it's not going to yep. maim them what you're doing it wrong. Yep. He had a helmet. He went out. He flipped that fucker in over in I picked him up I said you get your ass back on this thing and you make another lap because you're yep. scared and it ain't gonna do it when I was growing up dad threw you on something and then he went back to whatever the hell he was doing he wasn't paying attention to you no. you know when it got no, dark he went not. in and ate supper and 
Yeah. Times Aurora, are... Aurora was, you couldn't ride where the shop was open. So at 5.01, boom, we were off. <laughs> we ride like hell for a little bit. And then, yeah, you didn't... Yep. If you wrecked, you sure as the heck didn't tell your parents. No, God, no. That's the last person you told. I'll never forget. We had it used to be a ditch behind our shop. And I would sit on the, you know, my brother was like, oh, you get on the back rack. We'll do some wheelies. So I'd hang on the back rack, put my feet on the hitch, and we'd do wheelies. And he flipped it, of course, because it was bound to happen. He fell off. He's like, ah, my back, my back, my back. He's like, don't tell anybody. Didn't tell anybody. A couple days, he was good. <laughs> Mom and Dad, I'll never forget this as long as I live. They went to Effingham. We were having a family dinner. It was in between church and dinner. They went to town to pick up the chicken. Somebody's going to pick up the chicken. So we're quick hot lapping the three-wheeler. And my brother doing what he's doing. He hits a tree. And we hit it hard. I scraped up the side. Just barely caught it. Slipped up the side. And we scraped that tree, you know, three foot tall, four foot tall. He got hurt. I was okay, but he's like, you can't tell anybody. Okay, no problem. So we took shoe polish, and we smeared that tree <laughs> to patch it back in because it was on the opposite side of the house. You couldn't really tell, and that covered it in. The bark grew back. Nobody ever knew. He limped around. I was hurt a little bit. He's like, you can't tell anybody. Okay. So I limped around, but I pretend I wasn't hurt. It, we were, were fine. I we're drank fine. two Tough of Dad's enough. trucks before I was 16, but <laughs> it was doing shit he had me doing in them. So mm. I can't be fully to blame on this. But No, no. And my brother broke my ankle once and then told my dad that I fell through a tailgate. So, and I went along with the story because I didn't want a beating from either I, one of them. I think I remember in the back of the day, you, you and your brother used to get into horrendous fights. He broke your, he hit you, went to hit you with a ratchet, didn't he? Busted your watch. Yeah, I busted my watch. Yeah, he Choked you with a pair of channel locks. Pair of channel locks. Got yeah. a pair of channel locks once, yeah. Well, broke, my, broke my ankle and then lied to my dad about how I did it. My dad told me, well, you're that dumb and fall through a tailgate. I'm not taking you to the doctor. So, my ankle just had to heal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wore lace-up boots for a couple of weeks. It was fine. It healed up eventually. Well, yeah. Dad, Dad had an old Jeep pickup with a three-speed in it. Six is six-cylinder, big powerhouse yeah. truck, you know. And we kept the horse feet up in the garage at the house. And then uh, you just take a couple bags out there, and we had a deep freeze, kept them out yeah. there. So I backed up there one day. And, of course, I had to make one trip per bag of feed. Well, of course, You yeah. know, because that's what most 12, 13 oh, yeah. year well, old. Yeah, partner you know. all in one trip. And you got to see if you can get in third gear from the time you leave the house to well, get to the barn. naturally. So I'm parked, and the barn was kind of up on a hill. And I unload the bag of feed, dump it in, turn around, and the Jeep's gone. So I look down, <laughs> and we lived. The house was on one side of a big hauler, and the horse barn, the pasture's on another. The trees in between. And a tree stopped it before it made it all the way down. Of course, the driver's side door was open, so it shoved the fender and the doghouse and everything back. So I just parked, backed up by the horse barn, just shut it off, and you know, Dad will never notice why there's tree limbs on the hood and the door won't shut. <laughs> and uh, right out of that road, yeah. He wasn't too happy on this that one, and then he had an '85 Dodge pickup. He had just repainted. It was a good-looking older truck, and we were down doing something. Oh, he's getting railroad ties, which. Looking back now, the railroad tries probably weren't free for the taking, but we were <laughs> we were getting a trailer load of them, you know. And uh, they were free. There was a pile, and I was sitting there. It was a four-speed truck, and I was pulling it forward while he was loading them. And uh, one was sticking out a little farther. A man had creased that front fender, and uh, he started jumping my ass. Mom said, "Hey." You can do it by yourself. You have him in there doing it. He can't see over the steering wheel. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
When it comes to doing dumb shit, my dad always told me, if you want to do that dumb shit, you don't have to do it. Just ask me. I've already done it. I can tell you about right. it. And I'll save you the trouble getting in trouble. And I'm like, and there's a lot of truth in that. There's a lot of truth in that. Well, I don't know if your guys' dads were the same way mine was, but there was no teaching you how to do anything. No, you were just... Well, you should was, know. You rode on the fender of the tractor long enough. You should enough. know. You should know how to do it. Yeah, so... Did your dad ever purposely try to throw you off the fender? I don't think that, so. My dad would turn purposely fast at an intersection to see if you were hanging on tight. Turns out I always was. <laughs> but I can't fathom. I mean, we started, my brother's kids and, and my kids started riding in tractors. We got like all cap newer tractors where you seatbelt them in. I'm like, in my day, yeah, you hang on tight. Well, I mean, they tell you to do something. Go get on the tractor. Go you get the truck. Go move it. You don't dare say, I don't know how, because yeah. you're not going to get it. Yeah, yeah. So, then you get beat. No problem. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah. whatever it is, comes back all fucked up and what? Yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, that's where kids are different nowadays. Because my kids, they just flat tail. Well, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, and they they wouldn't. Yeah, and, they, and like, they're not willing to try to figure it out. Yeah, to me, it's like fuck. I'm gonna get to drive the truck. I, I don't care what it takes. Well, I'll figure it. Well, out. they were working us for child labor, but yeah, it was like a treat to us. And oh yeah. hell, I get to drive now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I'll work do my it. balls. I'll never forget the first time Dad's yeah. like, "Hey, drive this truck from here to this farm to that farm." Absolutely. Yep. I'll get there eventually. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Yep. Yes. And you were in every gear that thing had. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Going, yep. Yeah. Yeah, if he only knew the abuse that the truck took to get from right. the field, probably. Yeah. It wasn't nothing he didn't do. <laughs> he knew it was going to happen. His, his grandpa told him one time, you know, before you started driving a little bit, the tires lasted a lot longer on this truck. <laughs> Yeah. Back tires always wear out quicker than the front ones. We're well, darn right they do. Yeah. Which, looking back now, it's cool because your dad has a 69 Dodge, Dodge Charger, Charger yeah. that he bought new when he was yeah. Your dad does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, 69 yeah. Charger. And it's, yeah. uh, it's a green color. It's yeah. A, I, like, what call it. like, I don't know what the mint green. Is it a 440 like a car? Or is 383, 350 Wow. Yeah. And it's got, last I knew, like, what, 69,000 rims? 68, 69,000. Does he drive it? Does he? I've never seen it. We him haven't out. had it out in years. Yeah. Last time I seen it. My kids and I actually just talked about this today. We're going to get it out this summer. We haven't. I've been promising them that for, like, three years, four years, five years, ten years. Um, it was out at your brother's wedding, I know. Yeah. And that and was, we put it in a bubble, and we haven't had it out since. But I'm going to get it out this summer. All original, I guess. It's yeah. Really. And he bought a brand new, right? bought a brand new. I'll be darned. Unbelievable. It, uh, yeah. At least he's it's one of those guys cool. that still has that car. Most guys are like, man, I had this yeah. back in the day. And, and it's actually, well, and it's, so a good shit it's Richard Petty's fault because he wanted a, a blue one. Yep. He didn't like the 70s. 69s were, were about done. 70s were out. But the grill on a 70 kind of sucks. And he wanted a 69. We couldn't find him one in blue. So he ended up with this shitty green, which the, the green's kind of cool now. Right. But it wasn't back what then, he wanted. Yeah. He wanted a 440 or a 426 Hemi. Yeah. But the 383 is 350 horse. I mean, it runs good. But... Uh, yeah, so you know the back windows roll down. You don't find that in a car today. No, huh? The back, so it's just your your, your little V windows, but yeah, the back windows roll it's down. A, it's a two door. I mean, it's two door, but the back windows right. roll down. Yeah, I'll be darn. The power steering, you can take your pinky and just spin it around and around. Now the brakes, it takes a couple of miles to slow down. All about to go. We not about the low. Drum yeah. brakes all the way around, not where you want to be, but it, man, yeah. it feels so fast and loud pipes and glass packs. That ain't nothing better. That's I mean, awesome. I, I didn't know he had I, one. I ain't seen it for years since we used to run around out at your yeah. farm there, but 
Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it ain't like it's all beat to hell, or I mean, it's, no, it's in, it's, it's in nice shape. It's yes. in nice shape. Very nice shape. But the only green thing my dad ever has ever had. They call yeah. that a survivor, I think. Yeah. Now it's just it's a little bit different green than Bud Light Lime Can, can but pretty close. Yeah, pretty close to Bud Light Lime Can. Hmm. Yep, sure yeah. enough. Yeah, them old muscle cars. You hear so many people say, "I had one. What I'd give to have it back," you know. And he was smart enough to keep his. But yeah, I remember back in I've, I've heard it run. I've never seen it drove or rode in it. But I remember back in the day, you know, we'd be younger, and your dad come out the sheds, or whatever. He'd start it up and yeah. rod it, a little, but he'd never move it. But he'd start it up and rod it or whatever. But yeah, it. Yep, pretty slick. Drove my brother to his wedding reception in it. He got her clicked up there pretty good. He's like, "Hey, you want to back her down a little bit?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you do you have a scout or a bronco? You I got, got a scout. Are you gonna fix yeah. that up one of these? I know you're talking about selling. Fix it up. It's ready to roll, bud. What do you want to do? Oh hell, but he. I'll eat we that Toyota. 20, 21 years old. We used to oh, I drove the crap out of that. Oh yeah, thing. we drove. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the new thing. Is that scout has never let me down. Yep. I've never been stranded in that thing. How long has it been since it's been out of the shed? I mean, it's. Been I got a, I got it out last year. Did he? Um, I actually once again told my kids today where I'm like. Get that thing out. We'll take the top off there. You've been telling us that for five years because yep. the top's never been off. But this year it's coming that's, off. That's a new thing. The Jeeps are kind of almost, everybody's getting, buddy of mine at work took a 96 Suburban and cut the top. I and saw when, it in town today. Uh, tan? Yeah. Yeah. Good looking. And when he's, when he's telling me, I was like, there's no way you're ever going to make that just not look completely hideous. He built a full roll K. It looks yes, really I good. He did yeah, a good job good. on it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a new thing because everybody's got you can only fit four people in a Jeep. Well, yeah. he's got four kids, yeah. so when they want to go on a Jeep run, he has to have a yep. yeah. three row vehicle, you know. So, yeah, that yeah. scout's awesome. We used to drive the fuck out of that. We thing. were in that thing forever, yeah. Yeah, that, did you have one for parts or is that your brother? There's a red and right one sitting in the shed, too, wasn't there? Yeah, we had several at okay. one time. We're, yeah. we're going to do big things, and then mine's the only one that survived. But the old scouts yeah. are cool, they, they are, are cool. Things. V8s. They invented the SUV. Now, what did they have in them? Uh, you could get 304s or 345s. Okay. You could swap a 392 in it pretty easy. Not 304 is different than the Jeep 304, I guess. Yeah, ain't no piece of shit. Yeah, it's a 304 V8. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Grain, just, grain truck V8. That right. Scout always had a cool sound to it. It, it, was, it was just a different... Side pipes. It's ready to roll. You want to go? Yeah, I'd go in a heartbeat. Well, and, <laughs> and it's weird because, you know, we're always used to hearing a Ford or a Chevy Dodge, but this is a totally different sound. Than yeah. Really. Got like a thump to it or... Yeah, it's just a grain truck V8. Right, right yeah. They're, they're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Never left. I'll never forget I was out. Me and a buddy of mine were cruising in it. He's from out of town. Anyway, I bought it. It had been sitting in the barn for years. So the fuel tank was all rusty or whatever. So if you got on it hard, you might have to change the inline fuel filter. Right. Maybe. Pretty consistently. So we, my hammered on it, coming off a corner, and kind of plugged the fuel filter, pulled off on the side road. He hopped out to take a leak. I swapped the fuel filter, hopped back in, fired it back up. Ready to go. I had it done before he got done peeing. Yep. We're ready to roll. He's like, roll, you ready to go? I'm like, yep, we're good to go. Hop in, let's go. Yeah, you're all good in that thing. Still got the rusty fuel tank, or did you put one in it? No, it, I got it cleaned out eventually. Oh, okay. Took I a, guess, yeah, you changed enough fuel it, filters. It took several inline yeah. filters, but it's cleaned out I, now. I didn't realize, and of course it makes perfect sense, in that book that I was reading about, IH, the, A Corporate Tragedy, that's what all the IH salesmen drove back. Mm -hmm. It was a scout. Well, that's mm -hmm. what I was saying earlier. I mean, they had semis, they had all. tractors, pickup trucks, pickups, yeah. Scouts. I mean, Sturtson had the old fire scout truck. fire truck for... Yeah. I mean, they just got that new Ford. There ain't not nothing cooler than a 74. Yeah. 
international well, even, pickups. Even their, even their pickups, yeah, looked cool. I they were cool they, looking. Yep. They invented the SUV. They had four-door pickups. They had big, long suburban-type vehicles long before suburbans were invented. Yeah. They had it all. Just poor management. Yep, it was. Yeah. That, that's truly what ruined that company. Yeah. And I would give anything to get into the bowels of that company and see stuff that you and I have never heard about. Right, yeah. You know, what was yeah. on the drawing board that yeah. never, never seen in the light of day. I mean, it, it had to be neat shit. It's all and gone I, now. I'm sure got burnt yeah. one in 85. Yeah, but, and, yeah. I, and I'm sure deer and everybody's got shit like that, that you know, stuff that just never... No, nah, deer's just got a board of what are we going to take yeah. from someone yeah. else. What are we going to copy today? Yeah, what are we going to go after today? You was talking about the Magnum the other day, and I think you're one of the few people I've ever talked about or heard that likes the Magnums. Or not the Magnums, the two plus twos. Oh, you ever ran a Snoop Loop? I have, but it was a giant piece of shit. Oh no, <laughs> Snoops are. Now the one I was in was a giant piece of shit. It it, it may have been a nice tractor one time, but by that the time would, I got that, would have been the standard by which excellent was excellence was measured. Really? Had they come out with the seventy series, they were not a four wheel drive. You weren't going to use them for what you were going to use the stagger for, right? But. They were awesome. In well, you made the comment about saddle tanks, which you don't see anymore. But so, a buddy of mine told me in Michigan they still run a bunch of saddle tanks, and I replied to him that due to Tony's new redistricting, they were part of Canada, and we didn't really care what they did. But uh, <laughs> those things, you either love them or you hate them. The three thousand series wasn't as good as they could have been. The sixty-five or six thousand series was pretty good, but there wasn't a lot of those. Obviously, very few seventy seven thousand series. Those look badass. Those duels are awesome. all the way around. Those are yeah. awesome. Duels all the way around. They'd have been. At, and thank you to Case for screwing that up to go with the crab steer. Everybody loved that. Now, yeah. where did you say the guy who ran saddle tanks, where was he out of? Michigan. Michigan, okay. So, my 93 Pete broke down on Highway 36 in Kansas, and the injector stuck wide open, so I couldn't run it. So, I pulled off the side of the road, and I walked up to this farmer's house. He has a machine shed open. Super good guy. Said, hey, truck's got an injector out of it. You care if I park it? We's running dirt out to Colorado, hazardous dirt. I said, guys, I'm come back by, pick me up. I'm going to go home and get an injector. They're going to bring me back next week. I'll put an injector in it. Yeah, that's fine. You want to park it in the shed? You know, he's like, I got, I'm just getting done with my planter. I was like, no, I'll just, just anywhere it's out of your way. You're being right. more than kind. And uh, But he had big saddle tanks on his, and he said, and I don't know if it's something to do with the soil type out there, but he was just a one-pass farmer. He put all of his shit on, fertilizer, mm -hmm. everything, as he planted. Yep. He had big tanks on the planter, big tanks on the tractor. You know, yep. I don't know. Maybe it's not the right thing to do, but he said out there. He said he, sure was he said he was tired of burning fuel. Yeah. He said he don't till or nothing. He goes and sprays it, no tills right. at all. And they, don't get, pass, they don't get the rainfall that we do to right. conserve the moisture. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of good people in Kansas. A lot of good oh, people. Oh, super nice yeah. guy. I called him. Um, he wasn't home. Guy dropped me off, put an injector in it, and I went out to Colorado and dumped the dirt. But um, I called him. I said, hey, what do I owe you? You know, oh, nothing. I said, well, this is more than generous, you know. Right. He goes, well, hell, you should have just pulled it. I don't know why you're doing that out in the driveway. You should have just pulled it in the shed. I'm like, I'm not about to just take your yeah. shed space up with my <laughs> yeah. truck, you know. But, yeah. Yeah, anywhere else, that would cost you a couple thousand bucks. You right. have it towed, yeah. have it set somewhere. Well, that was a perk of knowing how to work on shit when I trucked. I saved a lot of money. You know, by doing shit like that. I mean, it would have been a lot more convenient to drop it off at a shop, and they probably would have had it done the next day, but it cost me a couple thousand dollars where mm -hmm. it just cost me the price of an injector. But there, yeah, the, There's a lot of good people in this world. Very I mean, good. Yeah, can, can, I love Kansas. I did you, did, like, you, Kansas did, you, did you have your Class Pay shirt on when you did that, or no? 
No. Uh, okay. No. Just respect. I, I, I did love did you get any respect for it? I know you Peter Peterborough guys to bring on class <laughs> and respect. So I just wanted to make sure uh, you were getting both. Hey. <laughs> So that's kind of a dig at another buddy or yeah. two of ours. Yeah, not, yes. ne- not necessarily. What well, was Nate at one time? Not so much now. Hey, I liked my Peterbilt. I had the big stacks, the big drop, everything you despise in the semi. I had. You know why they put Peterbilt in that emblem, don't you, in that oval? Because rough riding overpriced piece of shit won't fit. Ah, uh, good tracks. <laughs> but I always, I was the dude that sat on the floor and always had to keep the hood nice and shiny because you couldn't see, you yeah. couldn't see anything in front of you, so you just had to look the stoplights in the hood. Did you have, so you you know have the tall it. shifter? Well, you had to. Oh yeah. Yeah, but, hey, being cool ain't cheap, Tony. No, it ain't, I mean, ain't nothing sweeter. He has always told me that cool shit ain't cheap and cheap shit ain't yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Ain't nothing sweeter than a long. One thing beer. about yeah. them trucks, everybody can hate on them, but they hold their value. But you I mean, pay more for them to begin with, well, so does it matter? Well, that's true. Not yeah. like a John Deere. I do think they look cool. Yep. Because they look just like 1980 because they never yep. really change anything. Rivets aren't really that cool. There's other ways to attach them, I mean, it's all and right. You, and you got to be realistic. You can't walk into a truck stop all fucking decked out with my vest, my cat power hat on, and a shirt that says Volvo. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that don't look right. I mean... From the same guy who just told us how badass his Toyota was, though, <laughs> which is kind of the same thing. You're right. I had no he didn't roll up in a square body Chevy or a 79 yeah. Ford. He rolled uh, up I in a Toyota. Have, I do have a square body Chevy, but the Toyota is what gets drove. Yeah. The Chevy don't have a motor in it. So it's well, of course it doesn't, because they never made one. So you'd yeah. have to find one somewhere and put it in. I ride a Harley. I know them are just absolutely terrible, too. Christ. <laughs> you might as well. You would get rid of the 560 and get you a 4020. Uh, so you can complete the package. I know. It's like the asshole package for beginners. You yeah. would have it all. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Do you guys realize this has been like fucking two hours? I've yeah, the world's lost. longest podcast. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it's been a fucking blast. Yeah, it's been a good time. Well, that's what I like about this. It's just, it's been great. But you guys got to check Nathan out on TikTok. It's under bullets and mullets. It's going to be a guy working on motors. He can't show much gun stuff on there or shooting coyotes because. Yeah, I, well, I started that. When you started this whole TikTok thing, you're like, hey, you want, you want to get in there? And I really wanted to do the rifle shit, but it's so hard to keep a, that, a yeah. page up that has yeah. rifles on Don't pull it. it you know? And it's funny, out of all of our friends, me and him are like the two. And or I would Gassed. say, and, but no, <laughs> we we don't keep up on social media like some of our other friends, right? And so my page got going pretty good, and I'm told him, I'm like, yeah, check this out, get into it, and hell, he's made a hell of a following. I honestly don't get on TikTok that much, and I don't. I'm on my phone, but I'm usually on YouTube watching sure. machining videos or something like that. I almost wish I could have been a. I'll, I'll I like doing machinist stuff, but it's just so hard to make a living doing the off-ball machinists. Yeah. Everybody I know that was like, man, I'm going to be a machinist. I'm going to make cool stuff. They end up making production stuff because that's the only way you can make money, and it, they hate it, you yeah, know. Yeah. So it, it becomes a... But that's kind of my next hobby I'm going to get into, I think, is that style. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the guns on TikTok, just the, the, the Second Amendment stuff on any so, oh, yeah. social media, Facebook... Yep, struggles, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like YouTube. You could get on there and make a... A channel all about guns, and that's fine. They'll post it, but you can't monetize it. Right. Yeah. And, that, and it, you know, it's like, well, what's the point now? I mean, if you yeah. Can't, and it's sad that it's come to that because you're not shooting people, you're not shooting animals, you're shooting a target. Right. Sixty yards away, and yep. it just—it's sad that it's come to that, but it has, and hopefully, Trump will 
do something different. And we, you know, he's doing his own social media deal here. Maybe. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a that's a whole deal. But yeah. he's making his own social media platform. I don't know what it is. Don't know what it'll be. Really? Maybe <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Maybe it'll be a little more friendly, and you can put guns. Down. Yeah. Because because I I think it's it's neat. You know. Cause, yeah. it, you know, it's not violent. It's not nothing. I mean. No. For sure. Ah, uh, the whole the whole. God damn, we could get in a whole fucking two hours. Yeah, that's a whole other deal, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. But we got to cut this off here because, Jesus Christ, we went way long. But I've had several people that are like, hell, I just, I, I can't shut it off once I get started. And so, fuck it, we'll try a long one here. Here's your long one. Oh, you want to reach You want yeah. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were asking me, my little brother, we went side by side right earlier today. I told him I was coming up here, and he goes, What are you going to talk about? I said, I have no idea. You know, but exactly. I said, Normally, I said, the first few episodes, you guys actually had an agenda, and now it's basically. Yeah. The same shit we stand around bullshit no, about drinking wrong. beer. Yeah. Now we're just doing a microphone. I, so. I think agendas and interviews get redundant. Yes. It's like you know, hey, yep. let's just throw it out. What Had I know he was concerned, we just made fun of him for forty five minutes. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> we can do it. But uh, I texted Tony the first couple podcasts. I was like, I can't wait for Nick to go off on a rant because you're because you just do your thing, you know. Both of you do, and. It, Finally, on the grain bin one, I was like, yes, Nick finally went off on a Nick rant. Some dumb fucking engineer yeah, from the ladder bill, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can rant from time to, I try to rant it back for the podcast. Yeah, he, he's still pretty reserved. Yeah, I'm from still pretty, yeah. Uh, we're just standing around, but that's all right. We'll, yeah. we'll, and one of these days, it's just going to pop up, and I'm not going to be able to control it. But <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm like Team Wolf right now. I'm just trying to deep breathe and work my way through it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, guys, we got to cut it off here. This has been a great podcast. I want to say thanks to Nathan for coming on. Check him out on TikTok, Bullets and Mullets. You're going to see a guy working on motors, showing you catastrophic failures coming into the shop and just a little bit of everything. It's it's really neat. It, it truthfully is. Even for a guy like me that's known him forever, uh, the stuff that he shows, it, it's really cool. So go check him out on TikTok. So anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. Keep it right here at the Straightforward Farming Podcast. We'll see you next week.